Goldthorpe is number one. A kickstart for Australia. Gold in a world record. Now it's Donovan Bailey trying to pick up runners. Donovan Bailey is putting on the third. A perfect score, 10.0 for Nancy Cavanici, a perfect score. The first time I've never seen anyone get a over 100 years, nobody's won as many medals at the Olympic Games in any sport than this great champion, Michael Phelps. Usain Bolt, sprinting ahead, winning by daylight and setting a world record. 9.68, the wind is okay. How easy was that? It is Off the Podium, an Olympics podcast coming to you today for day nine of the Tokyo 2020 Olympics and a day that will go down in Olympic history for both Australia and Canada. It has been an absolutely incredible day. I'm not even coming in with any quips or jokes or anything because this has been an absolutely massive day for the Olympic history of both countries. For Australia, a record day on so many levels, not only for the amount of gold that we won in one day, but for a certain athlete who has created absolute history and for Canada, another athlete who has created absolute history as well. Let's start with Canada right now and introduce the Canadian because he was missing from yesterday. He had to compose himself. He had to get himself ready for what was going to be a groundbreaking day because she's done it. Penny is officially the Queen of Canada. Colin Hilding, how are you feeling today bowing to your new Lord and Saviour over there in the true north strong and free? I, I am going gobbledygook for Penny Alexia. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Nearly. <laughs> I am so excited. Uh, we were we were out last night, so I didn't get a chance to watch anything. We got home, so the race had been over, and I, I I was avoiding my messages, but I had to check my phone really quickly, and all I saw was the word "penny." I'm like, that could mean good or bad. Let me delete this message, not look at anything. And uh, I got home. I watched it. Like I, I I was like jumping. I was spinning. No joke, spinning in circles, getting emotional watching it. It was it was such an incredible moment. And Jamie was like. Well, good for her. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Bigger deal than you realize. <laughs> this is where you turn around to your wife and say, Jamie, she's like half my age and she has <laughs> won the most medals in Canada's history. Like, put that into context right now, okay? Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, if I was if I was Jamie, I'd be worried that you would... L- Actually, no, it's another woman and, and she's a lot younger. You wouldn't be into her. Me, on the other hand... Uh, <laughs> I'm saying there's a chance. Uh, also joining us, uh, it is Captain Australia because Australia is captain today. What what an absolute amazing day in Australian Olympic history. Jared, four gold in one day. This is unheard of. Emma McKeon is our new Lord and Saviour. I mean, what else can you say about today for Australia at the Olympics? Four gold in one day and only two of them were in the pool. Like, how good is that? <laughs> Exactly. We, we've won more gold in one day at the Olympics than we have won at the last three Winter Olympics combined. Um, so put that into context, Canada. <laughs> have you ever won four in a day at the Winter? You probably have. But um, <laughs> you probably won five. I, I don't know. Uh, you guys are usually a lot better at that than you are with everything else. But, um, I mean, let, let, let's just quickly right now before we get the, the words from all the countries represented on this show about the records. Penny Alexiak, she was a part of the 4x100 medley relay team today for Canada that did win a bronze medal. And, of course, that officially means that Penny is the most decorated Canadian Olympian 
summer or winter, her seventh medal across only two Olympics. Did we even point this out that Cindy and Clara had three Olympics? I mean, Clara had six Olympics. Uh, Cindy only had the three. Penny's had two and she's won seven. Absolutely incredible effort. And for Australia, as Jared just said, the first time in our Olympic history that we have ever won four gold medals in one day. Absolutely stunning. They all came from... Stunning! uh, Stunning! Three different sports. As Jared said, only two in the pool. Emma McKeon in the 50-metre free, the 4x100 medley relay team of Kayleigh McEwen, Chelsea Hodges, Emma McKeon and Kate Campbell. Uh, We won the inaugural BMX freestyle, which could be our new favourite sport at the Olympics. Logan Martin took the gold in that. And the goal we knew we were getting today, we knew we were always going to win a gold today, but Matthew Wern did get the gold in the men's laser, making that uh, three in a row that we have won up there, uh, up along the lines of Kieran Perkins, uh, Dawn Fraser, our eventing team equestrian, as our only events that we've won three consecutive times in a row. And for Emma McKeon, she had to get one medal today to break the record for most medals ever by an Australian at the Olympics. She got two in the space of like two minutes essentially. She won the 50th set, gold in the 4 by one It was incredible to see that footage of her in the warm-down pool um, before she could basically even go to be introduced for the 4 by one And not only does she break the record and have a clear lead now by two at the top of Australia's all-time medal, she equals Thorpey for most ever gold medals won by an Australian with five. And the absolutely incredible statistic as well, which was shoved down our throats, but I'm glad that it was shoved down our throats, Emma McKeon equals the record for most medals ever won at Winter or Summer Olympics by a female of seven, tying the great, and I'm going to try and get this name in one go, Maria Gorakasakaya of the Soviet Union, good effort, uh, 1952 uh, Summer Olympics in gymnastics. So, I mean, what a what an incredible day for records. I mean, I'll start with Colin. I, I really... I'm intrigued to hear how Canada is reacting to this because, I mean, it was kind of expected. Like, she only needed the one more and she missed on a couple of those occasions. But for such a a winter-oriented country to now have your most decorated Olympian as as a 21-year-old swimmer who, you know, six years ago no one had ever heard of, and now she will come home in a couple of days to Canada with a bunch more medals around her neck to have seven medals. I mean, that's absolutely insane. Canada must be going off. I actually feel like it hasn't sunk in yet uh, because, you know, obviously when she tied the record, that became such a big deal. And so many people misreported it that now she's sort of breaking, oh, the most ever. And I think there's probably a lot of people who are like, wait, didn't that already happen? They don't realize. Uh, but the fact that it is a summer athlete is the big story here. When uh, when Jamie and I were driving home to watch the literally this was all I talked about yesterday. She probably got so sick of hearing about Penny's going to break the record tonight. The, the, the record could be broken that she probably never wants to hear the name Penny Alexiak again. When we were driving home, we drove past. There's a, there's a mural that um, uh, is, is Clara Hughes and Cindy Clausen side by side because they're both from Winnipeg. And I got excited past that. I'm like, that mural is not going to mean as much tomorrow, Jamie. <laughs> and <laughs> that's coming from somebody who our hometown is the two record holders. And I, I don't even care that, you know, Winnipeg now is tied for second. Like we have the record and this is summer. That is the big story because, uh, you know, when we talked about, um, you know, the, the, the Norwegian who won the, um, uh, what was it? Uh, the, the triathlon. triathlon. Yep. Yeah. When the Norwegian won that, like the big deal is that they won a triathlon 
And this is a winter country. And I mean, if we, if you go back to Rio and you look at the results, you're like, well, Canada's making grounds in summer uh, Olympics. But if you go back one Olympics from that, you go back to London, the idea that our greatest Olympian of all time would come from summer is crazy. And even if you say, well, it's two Olympics, I mean, that is impressive enough. It's two Olympics, somebody who's 21 years old. I mean, put it in perspective, Kylie Mass is now at four medals. So by the next Olympics, she could even hit this record, but Penny's 21. Yeah. We're going to be seeing her and, and even her comments. Her comments have been great because she's so standoffish leading into these games, partly because of, you know, a lot of the pressure that she felt after Rio and her slump. Uh, but she's just exploded in all these interviews lately where you realize she's the best sport you have ever had, uh, where they're asking her, you know, how does it feel to break this record right now? And she goes, is like, I'm going to be completely honest. I, mean, I was disappointed. I didn't medal in the individual events, but I'm so glad that this happened in a team event because I want to share this with all of Canada. I want to share this with the entire swimming team. And that's what her excitement has been. Her, she's more excited that she won this medal with three of her teammates, you know, more if you count in the, the semifinals and stuff like that, than she would have been if she won this individually. I just want to quickly, I, I want to comment on that because I've got a few things here to talk about that. We are recording this on a very busy night tonight. We are, we are literally recording this in the midst of the men's high jump final. So, and we're, we're a bit distracted. Brandon Stark has just cleared 2.35 uh, and he's in the hunt for a medal here. Uh, wait, wait, Canada's wait, 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 wait. Django it's not Derek Druin? It's not Terry Truen. Um, Django Lovett sadly has been eliminated. Spoiler alert there, Colin, if you haven't caught up there. But uh, we will also say that we will be doing the 100 metres uh, tonight on this show uh, sort of live. So uh, we've got plenty to cover there. So if you all of a sudden hear Jared and I go, yes, um, you're going to see why. And I'll say tonight, not that anyone can see, I'm officially wearing my uh, Australia World Cup cricket jersey because uh, the smart Ben over here realised that uh, he's Mitchell Stark's brother, who, of course, is a very prominent Australian cricketer. And uh, I only realised, I'm like, he looks like him wonder if they're related oh wait um again the context here as you said summer medalist now even when it comes to the sports that you're good at in summer swimming's not generally one of the ones that i would yeah. go to as, as one of the ones that you know rowing uh is one of them i mean even cycling you've talked a lot about canoeing i believe in the past as well um clara of course uh when it comes to the summer aspect only two of her medals were won in cycling uh so you've got to actually go down this list to leslie thompson as a rower who won five medals between 1984 and 2016. The one thing that I really appreciate, though, about Canada really talking up their record is the fact that Penny, and I'm going to say this weirdly, if you listened to our show last night, has only won one gold, uh, but they don't kind of put that against her, where a lot of the times, you know, with some of our athletes, oh, well, they've only won, like, one gold but six bronzes. Um, I mean, you've got to go down to Jana Hefford and Hayley Wickenheiser, who have won the four gold for most uh, decorated, and then Caroline, is it Ouellette, part of that hockey streak. But, yeah, I mean, it's just incredible to look at this now, uh, the list. And in terms of summer, Leslie Thompson, as I said, five medals in rowing. you got Phil Edwards in athletics between 1928 and 1936. Never won a gold, five bronze, uh, but still uh, a prominent Canadian there. And then all the way down to, again, rowing. Kathleen Hetty and Marnie McBean rowing between 1992 and 1996. They won four medals between them. Everything else is just completely dominated by uh, winter athletes. And to get your next swimmer on this list, Colin Hilding, Victor Davis, uh, between 1984 and 1988, won four medals. So um, just just astonishing. It really is. And as you said, 21 years of age. I mean, this is – what's Summer McIntosh going to do if all of a sudden she wins yeah. a, a couple? <laughs> I mean, did she get a medal for the heats? Was she in the heats of this 4 by one No, I don't think she did. But she got fourth, at least in two events, didn't yeah. she? So 
pretty uh pretty groundbreaking there for for Penny Luxie and Canada. For for Australia though, I mean, Jared, just I don't even know where to start with this. I, I don't want to kind of just be the pro-Australian podcast right now, but I mean, I hope we can have a day like this during Beijing where we can talk about Canada doing this and winning. Because I mean, this is a massive day. We talked it up the other day when we got three gold. about, hey, like we were so close to the record, but four in one day alone, you'd be talking about this till the cows come home. Emma McKeon getting two to total them. Let's talk about Emma for a second, because as I think as we said, no one really predicted this. No one came into this talking about Emma McKeon. It was all Ariane, Ariane, Ariane. And I have a complaint about Channel 7 with this even today about Ariane, not to take away from her achievements. But again, in two Olympics, Thorpey did it in two Olympics. Liesl did it in three. But this is, this is just so incredible. And again, she's got plenty in the tank too. Like she can go on to win more. I mean, Seven in an Olympics as well. Like, to, to equal that record for a female athlete, I just, I don't even know where to begin because this is just absolutely crazy to think that if you had said that there's going to be an Australian athlete at these Olympics who is going to break Ann Thorpe and Lisa Jones' medal record, I, I don't think, I probably would have said Kate Campbell maybe is going to do it. But, yeah, Emma McKeon, now the, our greatest ever Olympian. Yeah, it's insane. And I think, to me, like, the biggest thing is that she could go on to, to win more. Like if she does go on to Paris, then there's every chance that she wins more. She extends this record. The fact that she's up there with names like Thorpe and Liesl Jones, and it's just it's just going to be a huge legacy that whenever she finishes, she ends with because it just seems like there's like no stopping her pretty much. It's actually crazy to think about the could she go on because she's actually 27. She's a little bit older than I thought she was. So even that in alone is kind of interesting because she was obviously a bit of a late starter at 23 going to Rio, whereas what, Kate Campbell was about 17 in Beijing. So, I mean, you kind of think about that. But you mentioned the names. I mean, look at our names here and our overall. This is ranked by medals won, not by gold. So Emma McKeon, equal first, at least for gold, but in terms of total on top. Then you've got Ian Thorpe, Liesl Jones, Dawn Fraser. Kate Campbell is sitting at fifth on this list. Patria Thomas, Susie O'Neill, Libby Trickett, Grant Hackett. They're all our swimmers dominating that. Then we've got Shirley Strickland for athletics. Then you've got Murray Rose, Survivor's Own, Shane Gould, Betty Cuthbert, Drew Jin for rowing, Andrew Hoy, we'll talk about him a little bit later on in the question, James Tompkins, we already talked about him these in the Kaylee McEwen, believe it or not, uh, is up there with four minutes. So Ariane Titmus should be on this list. I don't know why they haven't added her on this list already. Uh, Matthew Ryan, Rochelle Hawks, Jody Henry, and Stephanie Rice. Like, I mean, that is esteemed company. I'm sure, Colin, not to take away from Canada's, I know if I'd have read the entire list, you would have been like, oh, these are esteemed Olympians. But um, I'd heard of a few of those. Whereas this one, I mean, God, like, I mean, Dawn Fraser, icon, uh, Ian Thorpe. I mean, you've even heard of Ian Thorpe, Colin, so you know who that is. Um, and when you eventually watch Australian Survivor, you know who Shane Gould is. Don't fuck with Shane Gould. Actual Shane Gould quote. Um, but, I mean, Jared, this is just... I, just, I just can't believe this. I seriously cannot believe that Emma McKeon has topped all these athletes. Yeah, it's insane. It's, it's, yeah, I just can't. It's like you said, the fact that nobody was talking about this as like a potential thing. Like it just, I'm sure she did great at like world champs and was expected to medal, but just it seems like a story that just kind of slipped through all like the media outlets' fingers and they decided to go with uh, lesser stories instead. And just I also, was actually, I just to interrupt, I was going to ask about that uh, because I feel even here in Canada, you know, the more medals she wins, her name still doesn't seem to be thrown around as much as Titmus or um, or Kaylee or anything. So this is legitimately like a surprise where no, surprise. Like, not just a surprise in terms of the amount of medals she's won, but like, was she even considered to be in the picture to be one of your stars here? 
No, no, this is the thing. Like, I think she's kind of been renowned more as sort of like a relay swimmer, um, you know, because, I mean, obviously you look at someone like Kate Campbell who gets all the attention around the 100. She was our flag bearer and they were still even, they were very quiet on Kate Campbell's chances for the 100. But when it got closer, they started going, oh, will she get revenge? Emma McKean was like, oh, and Emma McKean's swimming this too. She was always kind of considered like sort of an anchor for our four by one and everything. But her name was not mentioned. It was all Titmus, 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 a bit of McEwen after the the qualifying, uh, the the trials. But no, it was not even. I would have even. I would even go out on a limb, Jared, and say that um, Zach Stubbley Cook was mentioned a little bit more uh, in the conversation. So it it is a massive surprise. It really is a massive surprise. And yeah, it's just it's just it's crazy because if you had said, "Oh, Ariane Titmus walks away with seven medals," okay, like fair enough, all the hype's there. But I would even go out on a limb, Jared, and say that they were talking about Caleb Dressel and Katie Ledecky more than they were talking about Emma McKeon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's fair. It's it's crazy. And you look at the, not just, I mean, the fact that I said most decorated female Olympian in one Olympics, but some of the other names here, you got to look, uh, who's won seven medals in an Olympics. Mark Spitz, of course, famously won seven gold in uh, Munich. But, I mean, only ahead at one Olympic Games for eight medals. Uh, Michael Phelps, of course, did it twice. And uh, Alexander Dittiane in gymnastics for the Soviet Union in 19... 19- I mean... Seven medals in one Olympics. I mean, that's generally more than New Zealand win in like five Olympics combined. I mean, it's this, just, it's ridiculous. This is what I feel like is groundbreaking. You know, if people who aren't from Canada or Australia are listening to this right now, you know, it's not just because these are our countries. This is why both of these records are groundbreaking because we're at a point where you feel like, will this ever be beaten again? You know? Yeah. Uh, like, you, you, as you're saying with your record, she's still got probably at least one more games in her. And it's insane the amount of medals she's won uh, with Penny, you know, seven in one uh, or in two Olympics in the summer of all things, like nobody will ever top that or you feel like nobody's going to top it. It's going to be decades probably before either of these records actually get broken. Just uh, uh, Brandon just uh, missed his next jump there. If you saw any uh, weird reactions there, Colin. Yeah, no, you're right. And it's like, um, I mean, obviously sometimes you think like more events get um, in- introduced, sometimes ages get a little bit younger, but um yeah, it's crazy. I, I wanted to just quickly also talk, um, and again, Colin, I'm not trying to hog the line right here for, for Australia, but let's be honest, we, we did very well today. You need to suck it up. Um, you could, you've done well and there's still an event to go, which is probably eclipses everything else if you win it tonight. So come on. Um, in terms of now where we're sitting at on the medal tally, we're, we're, we're fourth. We're outright fourth, 14 gold. So we've, we've by far eclipsed uh, what we've won at uh, Rio and London. And also now in total medals as well uh we should also mention that uh we've now won 30 so we've eclipsed rio in terms of that and we're only on day uh nine uh, you passed my overall predictions well uh 54 might be on the cards don't think so but i wanted to bring this up because i brought up uh the grace note virtual medal tally as well as the um the prediction that i found by the daily telegraph that esteemed publication that uh everybody in this country uh loves now their gold medalists here. Now they've, I think, predicted that we were going to win twelve by the looks of here. Six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Right. Okay. So we've already clipped their predictions. But let's go through the predictions here and see of the ones that they predicted which ones came true. Okay. Canoe slalom. Jessica Fox, women's C one. She didn't win that one. 
Knuth Lyle and Jessica for K1. She won that one. So one out of two. Road cycling, Rowan Dennis, men's individual time trial. Nope. Hockey, men. Well, nearly today didn't, but we're still there. So possibly. Rowing, men's four. Yes. Rowing, women's four. Yes. Sailing, Matt Belcher, Will Ryan in the men's 470. They are leading right now with only two rounds to go with a very big lead. So still a potential there for that one to go through. Sailing, men's laser, Matt Wern. Yes. Surfing, Sally Fitzgibbons, women's shortboard. No. Swimming, women's 4x100 freestyle relay. Yes. Swimming, mixed 4x100 medley relay. No. Triathlon, mixed team relay. No. Swimming, two gold medals they predicted. We won nine. It is a new record for Australia. The most ever gold medals won by a swimming team at any Olympics. Jared, I have to say, it's talked up every Olympics. We're going to win this many. We're going to win. We never do. This is finally a swimming team living up to the hype. I believe we only finished behind the US, I think, was at one or two gold medals. So very close to beating the US as well. But, I mean, we've kind of talked a little bit about where are the medals going to come from. I'm thinking that there's two, maybe three left. I'm thinking that it looks like we're going to win the 470 in the sailing. I'm really hanging out the men do it in the hockey and maybe the women. But I'm thinking if we walked away, even with one more in the sailing, 15 gold, uh, I mean, that's that's up there with Sydney. Uh, that's what we won in Melbourne. Uh, so, I mean, you're going to take that, aren't you? Yeah, absolutely. I, I agree with you. I feel like there's like one or two more to, uh, to, to squeeze out potentially. I will correct myself. Sorry, we won 13 in Melbourne. So if we, if we walked away with 15, uh, that would be our third highest behind Sydney and Athens. So sitting on 14 right now is already our equal third highest with Beijing. So we just need to win one more. But, I mean, even if you won two and got to 16, I mean, Sydney was hailed. It's our most successful in terms of total. But um, just absolutely insane, really, to think that. But, again, as we've got to calm Australia down, the swimming is over. All right. <laughs> so there's not a lot of hopes. Like, again, our track cycling team, I think, is like our weakest track cycling team we've had in Olympics in a long time. So generally you could count on that. I mean, that's why Athens was so good because we had all our track cyclists live up to expectations as well. But uh, sadly, I don't think they're... Where are the medals meant to come for... I asked you, Colin, like, are there, are there, is there any events that we still... Obviously a certain one maybe to come very shortly tonight maybe, but yeah. is, is there any that Canada are really hanging on to hope that you've got a good shot at winning still in the remainder of the Olympics? Uh, the decathlon would probably be the big one because uh, I think we're the favorite going into that. Um, obviously, you know, the 100 meter tonight, good shot at a medal. The 200, I think, is the one that uh, is going to be best for us because DeGrasse's best distance is the 200. Uh, and we also have Aaron Brown in the mix on that one, too. And Brendan uh, so, Rodney. Come on, just because I interviewed oh, him. <laughs> not, not knocking Brendan Rodney at all. It's not about Ben. <laughs> but, See how uh, it is? I think Aaron Brown has just had an incredible year, uh, and so has Andre as well. Uh, and then, of course, the, the the men's relay as well, probably the big one. It's it's so tough to tell with the other events because, again, we, we might pull off something in cycling. I think the women's soccer at this point – you know, it'll be an extreme disappointment if we don't medal because we have a 75% chance now. Uh, yeah. But if we can get to the gold medal game, like that will be a bigger story. That that may be a bigger story than if Andre de Grasse wins the 100 meter tonight. The other thing I'll say on the Grace Note prediction, they reckon we would get, Australia would get 16 gold, 12 silver, 12. I'm going to catch up on those silver. Uh, I mean, maybe I said we could get two more. And they had Canada at four gold, eight silver, nine bronze. So you're kind of close there. So um, the one I wanted to quickly touch on before I go over some of the results today in terms of uh, the other ones, we joke and we make fun of New Zealand. I mean, they kind of suck, but 
It's a pretty history-making day for New Zealand as well. I talked to Valerie Adams on the show yesterday in the women's shot put. She got a bronze today. So she's medaled in four consecutive Olympics. That's her fourth medal. She's the most successful uh, female athlete from New Zealand in the history of, of the country. I and mean, that is a big deal. As I said, she she's a big name in New Zealand. She is a very famous athlete there. And to, to do that in four consecutive ones, I, I completely I thought it was on at night. I didn't realize it was in the morning. I wish I could watch it. But they're going off. I'm seeing the social media stuff of the people that I'm following in New Zealand. Our girl, Eliza, who sadly isn't competing at the Olympics. She was uh, posting photos and everything along those lines. I mean, Jared, I, I don't know if you know much about uh, Valerie outside of what I've talked about on her last night, but I mean, this is a big deal for them. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Colin, do you, do you know much about Valerie Adams at all? No idea. I, I was well, going to ask you about something else, so let me know when you're when you're ready to move on. Oh, I'm ready to move on. I just, I just, I okay. just be nice so, to our cousins. But if we don't give a shit about them across the ditch and <laughs> fuck them. Uh, sorry, New Zealand. Took two seconds out of my time to, to give you some credit. And both my hosts are just like, yeah, cool. <laughs> if we were talking about New Zealand yesterday, if I was on the show yesterday, there may have been more things to say. But uh, uh, no, I mean, I, I listened to bits and pieces of yesterday's episode that I wasn't on. Uh, and I don't think that the woman's hundred meter had finished yesterday. No. But like, that's something that, you know, yes, I understand it was yesterday's event. It doesn't count. Uh, but uh, the fact that the, the finals turned out so differently than everybody expected. I mean, Shelly Ann Fraser Price was the big talking point in this. Uh, you know, Donovan Bailey has a new podcast and he was even asked on his podcast. He was also asked on air about uh, both the men's and the women's. And he's like, well, the men's is so up in the air, but the women's, it is Shelly Ann Fraser Price. And obviously that didn't happen. Uh, I, I, I was actually really excited watching it. I think we were messaging back and forth. I think you guys had finished at that point. We, we so so we yeah, we I think we were ten minutes away from the race starting, and Jared and I had the little should we keep going? And then we were like, no, nah, let's watch. I think Jared wanted to go to bed, but um, <laughs> it was um, yeah, it was it was a, it was a good race. And I, my particular favorite part of the whole race is that the Jamaicans obviously hate each other because like yeah. Elaine Thompson <laughs> and won. So yeah, but Shelly Ann and Sharika just came up and just gave her a little tap and walked off. Like it's not like a Sane and uh, Sane Bolton. What's his face a few years ago, right? Like this mm-hmm. is just like yeah, cool. Um, but I mean, her hair alone, Shelly Ann Fraser Price would win a gold medal. That, that was that was well, that was great. Let's, like- let's not knock Elaine Thompson. I mean, if Shelly Ann Fraser Price didn't exist, we'd all be talking about Elaine Thompson's hair. That's very true. But I mean, she's won what four medals now, hasn't she, Shelly Ann mm-hmm. Fraser Price? Which is still a, a a big deal. And I mean, one, two, three for Jamaica is crazy. I think Bruce, uh, Jared, meant the stat that they've won fourteen out of the last sixteen uh, medals in in the women's one hundred. Which yeah, is it's crazy. it's just complete domination, isn't it? Yeah, it's it's insane. We're I mean, sick what, of it. Come on, is, give somebody else not, a chance. Is there an article or a documentary about why Jamaicans run so fast? Like, is, is like I'd love to know. Like, this is. It's incredible. Like, it's Colin, you've, you've, it's push cart, right? Yeah, the yeah. egg. The lucky egg. <laughs> yeah. Sanka. Kiss it. Um, but it was it was a great race. And we should also mention, too, that the Ben Waterworth curse maybe sort of doesn't exist because in the tennis, Belinda won the gold in one of the events she was in. She got the silver today in the doubles. But I'm sort of counting it. Um, yeah, I don't know. Just we can talk more about uh, other certain athletes that didn't do very well today. I, I have to get another reaction because, again, I don't know. Okay. The whole- Timing, it happens. Again, it's weird here in Canada because I get to watch about, I don't know, an hour of the first events of the day and then everything else I catch up on the next day. But uh, did, did did you get to talk about Djokovic getting knocked yes. out? Yeah, look at the smile on Jared's face. His, ta- his like, tantrum as well? <laughs> I well, was going to ask about his tantrum. Didn't see the tantrum. We were talking about the fact that in the second, in the doubles, he just gave us a medal. So I was like, thanks, Novak. Uh, we, we'll get a bronze. I, I didn't see the tantrum, though. What happened with the tantrum? 
Jared, do you know about this? He smashed his racket and threw it. Doesn't surprise me. Typical Djokovic action. Well, the, I guess the big deal that I'm reading is that he was the one who was quoted only a few days ago talking about athletes need to keep their composure. It is inappropriate. And if you keep your cool, you will never throw a tantrum. You will never lose your cool like that. If if you have if you have composure, if you have class and dignity, you will never lose your composure. And then it was like two or three days later, he has the tantrum of the games. I, I'm just, I, if we ever did a tennis Oz, because why not? We've got another 100 spin-offs. Like, I, I, like, I want to come on here with the Team Djokovic t-shirts. Like, I don't like this Djokovic hate that you two bring I don't, I don't mind him. I, I, find, I find Jared's hatred for him amusing. Uh, he's definitely not my favorite, like I said. I mean, I, Nadal and uh, Nishikori. Oh, what's Jared I mean, got here? Jared's bringing, is this a Team Rafa or something? Is it Jared? Is this, <laughs> is this red? I'm guessing it's something to do with Rafa. Oh, Can no, you? he's got it. He's got it. <laughs> What is it? Oh, that's him hitting the 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 ball woman, right? That's it. <laughs> wow. Okay, that's how much you dislike the guy. You have a t-shirt. Well, she's a up. living legend. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually it's funny since I come back to Australia, this Djokovic hater just grown since I've been away. Like when I left, like everyone loved him because he's like he win the Australian Open. What a champion! Now it's just like fuck Djokovic. Like he's up there in the Sebastian Vettel annuals of athletes Australians hate for whatever reasons. And it's like, yeah, interesting. But I love you, Novak. I know you're a listener to this show. Um, <laughs> big, big listener. Um, again, we're going to break away at some point to go to the 100 because things are happening right now. This is a big day. Uh, in the in the high jump, um, Brandon missed uh, his last jump. But I'm seeing here that he's passed at the 237 for his second attempt. So we will be going straight to 239. So, and he's never jumped. I think 236 is his best. So um, could be a famous moment for Australian choking tonight. We'll never know. Um, but outside, actually, quickly, it should really, um, <laughs> we'll talk about the swimming. Uh, we should actually just talk about the, the medal wins. I mean, the 50 was great. I was really rooting for Kate. I can't believe I'm rooting for Kate, but um, it was a great result. Emma Keane won in the Olympic record. Sarah Sostrom, who, of course, is struggling, she she got the silver. So it was great to see that. And the 4 by one actually turned out to be quite an entertaining race. I thought Kate was pulling a Campbell. She was getting overrun right at the end. And I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. But somehow she, I don't know where she found that last spurt from, Jared. I thought she lost it. I thought for sure. I like the American was reeling her in. And I was like, oh, she's gone past. She just, yeah, I was exactly the same. Like she's Campbelled it. She's lost it. She, like what's happening. Um, she's gone out too fast again. Typical Kate. She does first lap super fast and she comes home and gets overtaken. I just hate to, like, I know we're at the end, but next Olympics, please, when somebody sets an Olympic record, still stick the one next to their name so I know yeah. that they won instead of me being like, oh, wow, oh, okay, that means that means Olympic record we won. Like, one Olympic record next to it, not replacing the one. I need to just see that straight away so I've got automatic confirmation. That's a good point. That's a good point. And I think that the, the analysis, which was Thorpey. I mean, God, Thorpey just... If I want to talk about a star of these Olympics, Thorpe's analysis just grew every day. He was the one who pointed out that, like, the changeover was what Australia had a 0.38 and America had a 0.41 at that last turn that got us the gold. Thorpe, take a bow. I mean, Jared, that was that was incredible analysis by Thorpe. But I mean, that's that's those are stats that I love. That that is where we won the gold based on a changeover. And then the explanation that Lisa and Thorpe gave about the where are you watching them to jump in and it was like oh by like the fifth the fifth flag or like when they get like and Thorpey said something like I've never seen someone before me touch the wall because I'm in the water before they touch the wall like that's great analysis yes yeah and I love how early Thorpey calls it too 
Yeah. I can say, we've got this. And I'm like, um, no, we don't. Like, you're about yeah. to be wrong. But no, lo and behold, he just knows. Unlike Basil, who every single race, oh, we're in with the, ch- like the 1,500 metres. In with a chance. He was like a lap and a half behind. <laughs> like, Basil, I get your positivity, but come on now. Uh, Colin, in the... Another thing. I was yeah, going to I, I was just going to say about the 4x100 uh we can't not mention the fact that uh the new Phelps versus Thorpe has got to be Kylie and Kaylee because oh, yeah. this was their third head to head these games you know Kaylee won the first two but because the first leg of a relay still technically counts Kylie towards records it. and stuff like that Kylie won so now yeah. we're Kaylee is up 2 to 1 this is actually going I I really want to see Paris, this become a thing. Kylie versus Kaylee. Their names are similar. They're both, you know, from our home countries. They're going head to head and coming one and two every single time they match up. Like Paris is going to be unbelievable if we get Kylie versus Kaylee round four. And this is what's frustrating because still Channel 7, oh, it's Ariane versus Katie. They don't give a shit about their rivalry. Whereas, like, I did not see Kaylee or Kylie once even, like, acknowledge each other. I feel there's some frostiness going on between these two. <laughs> so, um, you know, I'm with you. I'm absolutely with you. I think it's great. But was this an expected medal? Like, uh, I mean, obviously, uh, they, you, yeah. you got in the 4x1, 4x2. And, I mean, Maggie's got a third medal as well. Kylie's got her third medal. Uh, Sydney's Sydney's is her, got her first. Uh, is her first. Um, she dropped the S-bomb live on TV, so she got a bit of fame there. Um, I actually want to come back to Australia in a second, but I'll get Canada's thoughts right now because there's there's one swimmer that I really want to mention who I think was our star in the, the 4x1. But, I mean, again, so you're, this was an expected medal for Canada? Yeah. Um, like when we were going into the the individuals, um, was it the Penny's Freestyle? That one was sort of more up in the air, like because she, she was defending, you know, she'd obviously medal in that before. I think she won gold in that. Uh, but it was still because of the competition. It was like, oh, we may or may not get this. I honestly didn't have a doubt that we would medal in this unless something went terribly wrong. But I did get a little bit nervous because you don't always know all the times. I know the Sydney Pickering was a strong swimmer, but she is, of course, the one who didn't have a medal. They fully set the Canadians up for don't worry about the second leg. Sydney Pickram, not as strong as the other swimmer she's up against, but they basically said Canada doesn't have a strong breaststroker. So when we come out so strong with Kylie and then they transition into to Sydney and I'm seeing her fall behind, I just knew I'm like, okay, we've got Maggie and we've got uh, Penny after, after this. We will make up any ground we have. But still, it, it got really nerve wracking there for a minute because and I'm glad that they gave us that expectation here of, you know, don't worry, Sydney's not going to, you know, keep up the sleep. If she had, it would have been all the more incredible for her. But, you know, still great that we can put together a team like that. And talk about all stars. I mean, the, the fact is when we were in Rio, all of our swimmers in the relay Nobody had heard of them, like you said. You know, we we saw Penny sort of emerge, but this time coming in, like by the time we got to this, we're like Penny, you know, is already the greatest star in the history of Canadian Olympics. Kylie is arguably, as far as the uh, placing she's had, the strongest Canadian swimmer of these games with two silver and this. And Maggie won a gold. I mean, it's unbelievable to look at a team like this and not say, how are we going to medal? And I don't think we've ever had that before. You have, I have talked before about somebody else. We've wanted to get in the show, Ryan Cochran, uh, mm. who, you know, you, Victorian you boy. almost, you know, almost I've did got business, his business card. Him, I, I have did. it. <laughs> Stumbled across Ryan. Could have sold my house. He was a local somewhere. real estate agent. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I remember talking about it in Rio about that was Ryan Cochran's last games. And that it wasn't even necessarily that Ryan Cochran was like the greatest swimmer in the world. He was the only guy keeping swimming alive in Canada. And now we can go into a final, in a relay, 
And three out of our four are going to go down as legends and Hall of Famers. It's a, I, I never would have expected that. And Penny stormed home too. Like I was, uh, obviously I was keeping an eye on our girls, but I was watching Penny at the corner of my eye going like, wow, this is this is crazy. Before I mention the one I wanted to talk about quickly, just uh, it, I should mention this high jump because it is very fascinating right now. Uh, there are six people left in it. Brandon's uh, still in it, and uh, we've got an American right now. Is at Yvonne Harrison. I love his name, and he's also in the long jump final too. I believe he's got a great hairstyle. Um, I'm looking here. On I'm my looking at him screen. right now. <laughs> no, I, well, this is we're on a different thing on channel. We got to do Ben's the- Olympic hair. Yeah, as a podcast, I, mean, like, I want that. Every- I want that hair bloody montage back on Channel Seven. <laughs> yeah. like, we need it with some of the hair we got this one. But um, yeah, it's it's very tense. It's very tense. And I I have to say, um, I don't think we quite got there. Matthew Denny got fourth in the discus last night. But Matthew Denny's watching this in the stands, and he's obviously uh, Brandon Stark's roommate at the village. And he got a sign on saying Brandon Stark's roommate. <laughs> they keep <laughs> they keep cutting to him. Um, I just wanted to quickly mention uh, Chelsea Hodges. Now she was our breaststroker, and of course you're talking up Kaylee McHugh and M. Kate Campbell, Chelsea Hodges. This is her first event, really, that she had for the relay. And everyone was similar to what you were saying before with Sydney Pickram. It's kind of like, oh, you know, not the strongest. But Chelsea Hodges, I think, won us that race, Jared. Like, she did such a great breaststroke leg. Um, it was incredible. She kept up so well. I, I don't think without that swim, uh, you know, because Emma swam the butterfly. I mean, that was kind of the surprise. I gave Kate the freestyle. But, um, and of course, I mean, Emma did win a bronze in the, the 100 fly. But, I mean, take a bow, Chelsea Hodges. Not, not a bad time to get your first ever Olympic medal. Yeah, I agree. Because it felt like going into it, it was like, well, we'll have to give Chelsea a bit of a lead because she's the one who we expect to kind of drop off. But she absolutely held her position in the pool throughout that race. If anything, kind of made up a little bit of ground. So, um, yeah, such an impressive swim. The one that I was I was waiting for us if we had a lost that, just like they did the four by two when they complained that Ariane was our lead swimmer and not our anchor, that they would have complained that they put Emma McKean in the butterfly and uh, didn't give her the four by one. But it worked out for the best. Um, just quickly, I mean, we, we sort of talked about Matt Wern a little bit, I believe, yesterday. All but assured, he won the gold. Um, they showed it on TV. It's not too bad, the sailing. Uh, we got to meet his mum and dad. Uh, I mean, I don't really know. I mean, it was a guaranteed gold. He had to finish, but, I mean, keep up the tradition, the laser. Uh, as I said, the off-the-podium curse continues in a way that Tom Burton wasn't there to defend his gold. Blame me. But uh, we'll take three gold in a row in the, the men's laser, right? Sure, Yeah. Also, can we just mention this guy? Sorry, I'm getting distracted by this guy's glasses in the high jump, and they're making me like so angry. Um, I hope this guy Qatar? loses. Yes. Can we oh, talk how about? Can we not how... be rooting for Qatar at this point. Imagine two two medals in a row, two days in a row. DeGrasse yeah. pulls off the glasses. This guy, no, and it's really <laughs> bugging me. DeGrasse pulls them off. They're some good. They're, they're Bono shifty glasses for our Double Oz Seven listeners, but um. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I can tell you, spoiler alert, Brandon's going to miss this jump, folks, <laughs> because I've got the timing results in front of me. We're, we're behind. Um, yeah, does Canada win? My- oh, he fucked that up completely. He went under the bar. <laughs> it's called it high jump, Brandon. It's high jump. Um, uh, you know what those glasses remind me of? They remind me of Doc Brown in Back to the Future when he comes back from 2015 yeah. and he has those ridiculous glasses. That's uh, that that jump that Brandon just did is how I used to do the high jump, except my height was like half a meter. So, um, do, does does Canada care about sailing, Colin? Do you have any sailing history? Uh, <laughs> no, but um, I'm seeing some of, as we're seeing all over the place, best Canadian results ever. So maybe 
if if we can pull off a medal, maybe Canadians will care. But like, I think I've I can think of one time watching sailing where it was actually aired on TV. You know, where they they said we're going to show you the sailing right now, and it was probably Barcelona or Atlanta. So I wow. only have the vaguest memory of it. You know, as one of my earliest Olympic memories. But uh, as as I, I guess to become a quote on the show, the sailing is happening. That's well, that's it. Well. We commentated it. You enjoyed it. Parts of the Caribbean. It worked. Well, that's um, if, if we were part of it, it would be better. And you get some viewers. Come on. Well, let's be honest. In the next uh, two Olympic, Brisbane, we'll, we'll train enough and we'll all go on a boat. I mean, Colin, you'll be like 50 something. So, I mean, you know, <laughs> go for it. Uh, the other gold, Logan Martin, the men's BMX freestyle. I fucking love this event. This is amazing. This is such a great event. Um, it was the reigning world champion. I mean, if he's a reigning world champion, why was this somebody that Channel 7 didn't hype the shit out of? I feel like reigning world champion, chance of a gold. But um, Jared, I mean, he, he killed it on his first run and then straight away he's just all like, oh, I've got more in the tank. And he was pulling out on his uh, run that was, he'd already won the gold by that point and he nearly did uh, better. But um, I mean, this event is just, this is incredible. This BMX freestyle, is it not? It's so good. I was just annoyed that his for his second run, it was like, oh, he's actually, he's just going to go do it and put down a really great score and then he just had kind of the one like minor like mishap where like he didn't fall off or anything but lost some speed and then just after that just like phoned in the rest of the run because he'd already won it was just disappointing because the best move from his second run when he flips the whole bike around yeah and then lands back on it like instead of him flipping it's just the bike like does like a complete flip yep so good so just imagine like if he had actually been trying throughout like that, that whole run what his score to be and the fact that his first run score was just better than anything anybody else could put down was just so good and i'm with you like why was why was this not in the daily telegraph's list of gold medalists if he was uh number one in the world <laughs> i mean come on remember news.com.au particularly rowan browning was a chance at a medal in the 100 meters uh so i mean they nearly got it right they were they were up there um colin did you catch any of the bmx freestyle and I wish I had, again, I had so little time yesterday to watch anything. When I got home, I had this big plan. I'm like, you know, I can catch up on these events. But as soon as I turned on the TV, I mean, I immediately had to go to Penny. And then not long after that, they were just showing the highlights. So by the time you see the highlights, you know, do I need to go back and watch the event? But I mean, it is such a fascinating, especially that bike flip you mentioned, Jared. Like I looked at them like, wow, <laughs> that's actually something else. Uh, so I, I'd really, I'd really like to be able to watch this event in the future. This isn't the first time it's been contested, is it? It is. No, it is. It is the very first. Okay, because I was going to say I have yeah. never seen this before, but like this is what for, do this in skateboarding. Like, well, I, I think they bring are. some of the excitement of BMX to skateboarding. The, the the other event is is called Park, so I, I I'm hoping this is the other skateboarding no, event. You know, it's not, ben, is it? It's just the same thing with them putting a little pot planted tree in, in the <laughs> middle of what they use <laughs> for the street. Probably, I like that overhead that they had, which um, because I guess kind of I don't know if they're really doing much about the venues because there's no crowd, so everything. But the kind of the overhead they had, you had the BMX sort of the the racetrack next to this event, and then you saw the skate part. Like they were all right next to each other. I thought that looked it was kind of remind me of the winter olympics when you see like the ski hills right next to the ski jumps like it's it was really really cool how they did that i don't Uh, think we we talked about the other day but like how bad does the racetrack look with like their fake green turf that's (laughs) pulling up in sections it's like not even it's not even laid out properly i i did like the news.com.au article about the sad truth about the olympics 
And basically it was because some journalist tweeted an overhead shot of the BMX freestyle, which showed a bunch of Japanese people on the bridge trying to keep it, get a sneak peek at the Olympics because they weren't allowed in the venue. They thought that was sad. I think that's the opposite. I think it's great that the Japanese still care enough to try and see yeah. it. Like, how is that sad? They're not <laughs> protesting. They're there to enjoy the sport. Typical news.com today. You couldn't even predict Rowan Browning. Um, now, we're gonna, we are going to cut to the uh, stadium probably in about uh, 10 or so minutes' time. But uh, just going to quickly go over the other medals because there's, there's lots going on right now. So there's still a bunch of medals yet to be decided. Uh, and we'll go over the Canadian-Australian results probably after the 100 metres uh, event itself. But uh, in the athletics, I mentioned Valerie Adams got the bronze in the shot put. The goal went to Li Gong of China. America's Raven Saunders got the silver. Uh, we've still got obviously the 100 to go, the men's high jump to go, and the women's triple jump all still being decided tonight. Badminton singles, women's singles still being decided. As I mentioned in the cycling, uh, the BMX went to Australia. Gold, uh, silver went to Venezuela and bronze went to Britain. Uh, the Brits got the gold in the women's BMX freestyle with Charlotte Worthington taking that. Hannah Roberts in the US. Silver and the great cycling nation of Switzerland. Yeah. Again, uh, Nikita Dakaros with the bronze there. Uh, the diving, uh, sadly not to be for Australia and Canada. We'll talk about that after. But Ting Mao Shi took the gold. Uh, Han Wang, the silver. And Krista Palmer, bronze for the US. US, the men's team foil. Um, I can say that uh, we'll, t- we'll talk about Max. Didn't get the rematch with Garrick, but Garrick got a bronze, everyone, because US got bronze. So um, Max might owe him a beer. I told you, if Canada had beaten Germany, they were in with a shot. I'm telling you, they were there. Um, the golf, Xander Chalfele took the gold for the US, silver to Slovakia, and bronze to Chinese Taipei. Gymnastics, Israel got its very first ever rhythmic uh, artistic gymnastics medal with Artem Dolgipot, I think, men's floor. Uh, Spain, the silver, China, the bronze. Men's pommel horse went to Britain, Max Whitlock. Silver to Chinese Taipei, they've had a good day. And Japan, bronze. Uneven bars went to Belgium, Nina Darwell. Uh, silver to rock, bronze to US. And the women's vault went to Brazil, Rebecca Andrea. Silver to the States and bronze to South Korea. Sailing, obviously Australia got the gold with Matthew Verne. Silver went to Croatia, bronze to Norway, and Denmark, Anne-Marie Rindham. And say, on, we're going to watch this. Brandon Sarks, his last jump here. Uh, he's gonna, he knows he's going to go over the bar, Brandon. I like, wish, if it, see, hey, you know what? <laughs> if Derek Druin was still in this, I wouldn't be watching a commercial for War of the Worlds right now. I would be watching this event with you. I just want to say, if he fails here, I want them to show that replay of him going under the bar over and over again because that was the funniest thing I've seen at these Olympics. All right, come on, Brandon. Come on, Brandon. Come on, Brandon. Nah. All right, he's out. No medal. All right, not a surprise. <laughs> um, Serves uh, you well, right for taking out Derek Druin. Anne-Marie Rindham gold in the women's laser for Denmark. Silver to Sweden, bronze to the Dutch. Uh, in the other swimming events, Caleb Dressel was at his fifth medal of the Olympics, I think it was, in a, an Olympic record. It was a good race. I like Caleb Dressel. He's a unit, that guy. Mm-hmm. I keep saying that. Uh, maybe I've got more of a thing for him than any of these other athletes. Uh, silver to Sweden, bronze and to the Dutch. And future Caleb Dressel. <laughs> hey, I wouldn't say no. Um, the 1500, again, I just, I'm so sad. that people. What a race. It ended up being a great little uh, finish there. But Robert Fink won the, bron- uh, the gold for the States. Uh, bronze to Germany, silver to the Ukraine. The men's 4 by one went to the US. Uh, Britain got the silver. Italy got the bronze. Australia, I think, were fourth. No, fifth in that one, weren't they? Uh, Kyle couldn't do much in the end there. We didn't get away too well. And uh, that was the swimming done. The tennis, uh, Djokovic's conqueror, Zverev, took the gold ahead of Karen Chevdev, the Russian guy. And Spain got bronze. And the women's doubles, sadly, Belinda couldn't get the double gold. Uh, she was uh, runner-up with Switzerland. The Czech Republic, Barbara Krechikova and Katarina Sinova, uh, got the gold. <laughs> 
and uh, Brazil got the bronze in that one. And Rock are playing Rock right now, I think. And the weightlifting's women's 76 kilos is on uh, as we speak. I think Italy, this Italian douche nozzle. I don't like this Italian guy, this high jumper guy. Like, he was blocking Brandon before when he was trying to go for a jump. He was celebrating with his 100-meter sprinter. Does he have um, a man bun? He does. <laughs> it's like that French guy that I was bagging out before. Um, the medal tally right now, obviously, with some changes probably still to come tonight to the top five. China on top, 23 gold, 14 silver, 13 bronze, 15 total. USA have had a great day, uh, 20 gold, 21 silver, 16 bronze. They lead on total, 57 in total. Japan still in third. They haven't won a gold in a couple of days, Japan. 17 gold, 5 silver, 9 bronze, 31. Australia are now comfortably in fourth, three ahead of Rock. 14 gold, 3 silver, 14 bronze, 31 in total. Rock in fifth, 11 gold, 17 silver, 13 bronze. Canada have slipped to 13th. You've been overtaken by the Czechs now, Colin. Uh, 3 gold, 4 silver, 6 bronze. If Andre comes through, you will be in 11th tonight. So no pressure there. <laughs> Colin, um, I wanted to uh, mention uh, the I'm going to call him the American swimmer of the games just because nobody's giving him credit. But you mentioned Bobby Fink in the, the mm. 1500 meter. This is a second gold. And uh, he was the one that a couple days ago I said, you know, I would have, you know, at least offered for consideration for after the day just because it was probably the greatest comeback I've ever seen. I don't even know if he was necessarily considered to be the favorite in the 1500 meter. But uh, while well, everybody in America is talking about Caleb Dressel and Katie Ledecky, I mean, Bobby Fink is probably going to be your star in another four years. I think you need to meet Roberta Funk so we can have Fink and Funk, right? Like, yes. That, that, sound, that sounds like a cop show. Fink and Funk. <laughs> They're two cops from the wrong side of the tracks coming together. <laughs> One's a canoeist. The other's a cycler, a swimmer. Probably a cyclist too. He cycles <laughs> in the water. <laughs> what will they do? Fink and Funk. Dun, 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 this week on NBC. Um, I mean, I'd watch it. Jared, Fink and Funk, can we make it a thing? I think so. I think that sounds like a great show. Fink and Funk. Fink and... He brings a funk, also brings a fink, and then bring in Dong Dong and Jonas oh, Jonas. And fink what... and Funk and Dong Dong Jonas Jonas. And what was the other the swimmer? Were Jojo? Uh, Kiwa <laughs> were, were Jojo? Like, I mean, these Chromo just... were Jojo. Chromo were Jojo. Chromo were Jojo, Fink and Funk, Jonas Jonas and Dong Dong. And this Kaylee week. versus Kylie. And Kaylee versus Kylie, and that's Kylie Moss. Can I just say, I, I noticed the, the announcer in the stadium also called her Kylie Moss. <laughs> They're just giving up. There's a, like, there's an in, I'll say there's an in-between pronunciation again, depending on, it's either, depending on where you, which region you need. It could be either mass or it could be mass, you know? But uh, people go overboard with the mass and they're into moss. That's oh, so funny. One thing, oh, and Donovan uh, Bailey is on Canadian TV right now. Well, oh, you've got Donovan Bailey. Yeah. We've got Matt Shervington. Sun it's almost the same. Back. <laughs> it's almost the same, isn't it, Jared, with Matt Shervington, like our last 100-meter semifinals. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about the 100 because we're about to throw there in a second. But one thing I wanted to mention, obviously, a few medals got decided last night. We obviously talked about the women's 100. But you, you mentioned guitar before, Colin. Uh, mm-hmm. Fabris Ibrahim last night won the men's 96 kilos in weightlifting. Guitar's first ever Olympic gold medal joins the Philippines and Bermuda as first-time Olympic gold medalist this time around. So great there. And I just want to send a shout-out to our athlete of the day yesterday, Alexandra Pirelli, who liked our post on Instagram that she was given the athlete. You are welcome, Alessandra. We're going to get you on the show. I don't Glad we've know. got uh, somewhere to stay when uh, San Marino wins Eurovision. Yes. <laughs> yes, exactly. Let's quickly talk about the 100 because we're going to cross to the stadium in just a second. Um, no how are you feeling? How are you feeling, Colin? 
Better that there's no Trayvon. Um, it's funny because Donovan Bailey's on right now, and you know he he's such a good analyst that you know he he can really pick everything apart. He said something really interesting. You know, uh, Trayvon Bromel was considered the favorite because he's won everything this year, and Donovan said Trayvon has focused so heavily on winning every race that he hasn't necessarily you know prepared himself for the Olympics because. When you're on like the Diamond League circuit too, you're facing different people. It's not the same people competing every single week. So while he's focusing on winning races, a lot of these other guys are focusing on who am I going to be competing against and what do I need to do to beat them? Um, I, I, do, I can't remember his name, but the Chinese guy coming into this, like, wow, what a time. Oh, I loved him. Up. Oh, yeah. and again, somebody nobody expected to be in there. So he's probably going to be the dark horse. Um, you know, Andre's got the glasses. That's another thing I just want to comment on. Don, Don Bailey's got a great podcast out there right now called Running Better Things with one. Donovan Bailey. It's, it's, it, well, he's only two episodes in right now, but it's my new favorite podcast. Uh, and he said something on both that and on CBC, which he's probably saying right now, which is that in, in as a sprinter, male, female, no matter what country you're from, you need to have swagger. And I never heard that before because usually in swimming, you look at swagger and that's considered douchey. In running, that's kind of what makes you a star. I mean, that's what Usain Bolt had yeah. going for him. That's kind of what Andre de Grasse has going for him. That's what I'm going to say Rowan actually kind of has going for him. You know, that swagger, that confidence where it's not cocky, it's just confidence. And this is the type of event where so much of it is psyching out your point because you don't have a full minute like you do in swimming. You know, you have 10 seconds. So you have to be able to psych out your opponents enough where – they're kind of afraid if I don't get the split second jump. And then that's why I think one of the reasons we're seeing a lot of these false starts is because these guys are getting so amped up. They're looking at the competition they're against that we're getting false starts all over the place. We need, we need to mention, I mean, I'm looking forward to this and we're going to cross here in just a second. Um, Rowan Browning sadly didn't make the final. I mean, that was expected, I think, Jared, but uh, he got a, a bit of a bad start, but. I mean, it's a, as again, it's a big deal for an Aussie to make the semis. First time since Shervo back in Sydney. So uh, he's a bit of a new cult hero, I think, in this country. Yeah, I think so. I was just happy because he ran slower than he did in the heat, but I was happy that his time from the heat, like that wouldn't have qualified him for the final. So basically yeah. that was just like a relief. It wasn't a Thorpey moment of if he'd run his, the time he ran <laughs> in the heat, he would have made it through. Um so that was good. But yeah, I think definitely a cult following and there's going to be so many kids who take up sprinting because of him. I actually, um, I'm glad you mentioned the Chinese runner being Tan Su because, uh, I mean, maybe he, if he wins, I will make him my athlete of the day. I put him as like my third runner up for athlete just because he's reaction alone. Like he went off making the final. Like I, this, I don't know how this sounds, but I don't often see Chinese athletes get excited. They're a very like professional, like they win a gold. Thank you. Yes, I've won a gold. It's almost like it's expected of them, right? I very rarely see a Chinese athlete get that excited. And I loved it. Like he was on the ground. He was banging the thing. He was getting pumped. And I think, did Bruce say that he was only the second ever Asian athlete to make a men's 100 final, I think, uh, possibly? Jared's Maybe. looking at right now like, yeah, what? No, Jared's really giving <laughs> me the things. <laughs> to the high jump. The Italian's right. reaction. I'm assuming he's won a medal. Oh, God, of all the people to win. I mean, Italians are good at diving. So, I mean, you know, it's probably, it probably makes them good there. All right. Um, we've still got so much to come on this show. It's such a busy episode. I mean, we're nearly an hour in and we haven't even got to other results. But we're going to cross live, literally live, too. I mean, not by the time people listen to this, but we are going to the Tokyo National Stadium, the Stadium Museum. I don't know what it's called. Uh, to, to do this because uh, this is going to be extremely exciting. Very pumped up. The men's one, the blue ribbon event. Is Colin going to shit his pants? Who knows? Let's 
cross now to the esteemed Bruce McAvaney of podcasting, Ben Waterworth. Welcome to the not bird's nest, that's Beijing. Welcome to the origami nest here in Tokyo 2020 for the race that stops the world. It is the men's 100 metre final. And what a final we have tonight. No Jamaicans, no Australians, no Botswanans. This field is going to be wide open. And it is a pleasure to be joined in the commentary box by two of the fastest men ever to have played the PlayStation 2 version of Athens 2004, including the man that won that event multiple times for the esteemed nation of Burkina Faso, Jared Lubick. Jared, welcome back to the commentary box. It's a pleasure to sit next to you again. Thank you. Um, I'm glad all my efforts pressing um, X and Circle as fast as possible, uh, breaking my thumbs was worth it. And the only man that was ever more capable of pressing X and Circle together, an 87-time champion in Athens 2004 on PlayStation 2 from the great nation of Turkmenistan. It is Colin Hilding. Colin, welcome back to this commentary box. Thank you for having me. And uh, if, if you happen to be listening to us live right now, Andre, Zarnell, Fred, uh, you know it's nothing to do with conditioning, nothing to do with training, nothing to do with diet, button mashing. Start mashing your buttons and you will be the fastest man alive. That's all they're taught nowadays in middle athletics. It's start mashing those buttons and you'll get there eventually. But what a what about this spectacle we're seeing right now in front of us? I mean, I tell you what, I got so little warning about this last night that I thought they'd cut the power here in the in the origami nest. But right now, I mean, this is this is what we wanted to see at the opening ceremonies. And I mean, this is more entertaining than we got with man on treadmill. I mean, Colin, I bet you wish you had this when you were playing Athens on PlayStation 2. I, well, I mean, I did have this. I just flicked the lights on and off in my living room, turned on a set of Christmas lights, and it was like I was there. Let's take a look quickly. I'll get your thoughts, Jared, in just a moment. But Anoke Adagoki Kokoko, the Nigerian runner, is uh, looking pretty special here. Zanel Hughes on screen now for Britain. Jared, what do you think of this presentation? I mean, this is epic. Oh, it's so good. This is what's needed just in general, but I think especially not having the crowd there, this kind of makes up for it. Like, it builds up that hype. And dressage uh, is going to incorporate it in Paris. Oh, I hope so. Sailing, I hope so too. Uh, here's the South African, the Commonwealth Games champion, Akani Simbini. Uh, I don't think that's correct pronunciation, but when have I ever gotten it right? Gives a bit of a flick to the camera. And here's your man, J- uh, Colin. Come on, talk him up. Uh, How's Canada feeling right now? Canada is feeling great. The glasses, the crotch bulge, uh, everything about this man is incredible. His cereal box, his children's book. I mean, he has done it all. The bronze medalists, of course, from uh, that last Olympics in Rio. That's where they were. Uh, Lamont Marcel Jacobs, of course, American-born but Italian at heart. He ate enough pasta he got citizenship. Speaking of Americans, he's Fred Curley, one of two. Uh, not the most American name I've ever heard of, but he's Curley there as he's pressing the finger up to the mouth. Of course, America has not won this event since 2004. Colin, what are the U.S.'s chances here tonight? Not as good without Trayvon, uh, but Fred put up some good times coming into this, and he also is a great button masher. But here's the man right here, oh, Sue Bingham. Oh, what a time he put up in the semifinals. Tell you what, if I have to have someone outside of Andre, I want a medal. That's him. Ronnie Baker right now from America. He's got that stoic look on his face. Gives a bit of a smile, gives a bit of a nod. Thumbs up. Hi, Mum. How you doing? That's a nice Thanks Australian PM thumbs up there. Very much so. And there's your start list. Oof, this is this is nerve-wracking. This is 
Oh, the heart palpitation. Jared, last thoughts from you here. Uh, how, how are you feeling? So we're going to give this to Colin, but how are you feeling right now? Minutes away from the it's start of this. It's tense. I'm, I'm ready for the history of this amazing event to just continue. Who's going to take over from Bolt here? No winner since Bolt, of course, uh, since 2004 in Athens uh, have we had. So uh, this is this is going to be a big, big deal. And uh, you've got to go back, as I said, to 2004 in Athens when, of course, uh, the winner was Justin Gatlin before that Maurice Green. And before that, Donovan Bailey, one of Canada's two gold medalists in this event. You've got to go all the way back, of course, to Percy Williams in Amsterdam in 1928. Wait a second, wait a second. Bailey. Ben Johnson doesn't count. Uh, I've never heard of him. Um, <laughs> this is... We how like is Canada feeling right now, Colin? Canada's feeling fantastic, especially with the smile on that man's face, Andre de Grasse. Now, I will say this just going in. 200 meter is his specialty, uh, but he's a chaser. So uh, if we don't see him come right out, we may still see him at the finish line. Now, I really want to see him looking towards Usain Bolt, just in spirit, because that's the thing. That's the move. If you see him turn his head and give a smile, he knows that Bolt is there with him. All right, just uh, quickly, I'm just hearing that Usain Bolt, yes, yes, he is watching this race, so breaking news. Uh, we now um, moments away. They're on the starting block. Colin Hilding, it's over to you, my friend. All right. And the feet are planted. And more feet are being planted. And I am very nervous that we're going to have 16 false starts here. <laughs> I'm going to be talking for a long time. So let's just be quiet. Nice and quiet here. The high jumpers don't want to be disturbed either. They are on the blocks. They are getting ready. We're waiting for the butts to come up. Butts are in the air. And is that a false start? Of course it's a false start. Of course it's a false start. Who of false started? The, Brit, the bloody Brit. Brit. Zarnell, oh. you're out of here. Now there is a zero tolerance for false starts. It's, it's gonna be questionable whether or not they actually disqualify him. Famously, the 96 game that um, Donovan Bailey won had I think 16 false starts before oh. Christie went out. He might as well, he was, he was getting ready for Paris with that And start, you know what? Zarnell is playing the role of Linford Christie here because the Brits are screwing it up again. Oh, classic Britain, screwing the world up as we go. Uh, they, his teammate, of course, did that in the semis. And there's Jeff. He's not a happy man, Jeff. He just he doesn't have zero tolerance for false starters. Disgusting. Jared, what did you think of that false start? And here comes, here comes Jimmy with the red card. And, oh, he's shocked. He doesn't like it, Zarnell, does he? Yeah, you could just tell he just wanted to be the first person to cross that line. So really, he should have just kept running it. He knew he was going to get disqualified, cross the line, say, well, I was the first of the 100-meter men to cross the finish line. But let's be honest, he, he was thinking of his hero, Ben Johnson. doesn't matter how he crossed the finish line as long as he yeah. finished first. Yeah. You know, I, I like Jared's strategy because imagine, even if you get disqualified, you could say, I am the first disqualified runner to actually cross the finish line. It, it's a cool right. running's finish. Okay. Okay, here we go. Colin, Colin, over to you. Look at there's your there's your salmon right. pink and grey man with the big penis. Alright, let's the, go on. The, the penis is going down, the butt is going up, the feet are planted. Will those glasses stay on? That's the real question. It's not who's the fastest man, it's will the glasses stay on the head. And there's some crotch bulges there. There's some nice hair from the Chinese. They're ready. They're still ready. Set. And they are off, and it's a real start. And I don't know who's in the lead because Ben's speed is too small. Andre DeGrasse is coming from behind, and I think it's American in the lead. I don't know. Uh, Andre, is he still in this? And he's he's coming, he's coming. I don't even know what happened. <laughs> Something happened there. Something happened. 
than the Italian one. The Italian, I mean, the Italian, Italian one. An Italian. The fastest man alive. The Italian. Italian what? What just happened? What? What just happened? An Italian won the hundred meters. I don't. I see it, but I don't believe it. Wow. I don't think Italy have ever medaled in this event. And and I'm in shock. Of all people, <laughs> Jacobs, good for you. Fastest man alive in 9.79. Not a bad time. Wow. Uh, your, yours is reporting as 9.80. Uh, we're reporting as 9.79, though. Uh, wow. They are going to be celebrating in Italy tonight. Uh, I, I can't. I can't, like, I just, I just can't. I just can't, Garrett, I just can't. <laughs> Garrett, did you call this one? No, I did not. Um, <laughs> but you know, has China got a medal? Has, has, has our man Sue got a medal? He's got the flag out. I, and America, I, I just, so we have, we have Italy, America, and China. Nobody would have expected these results. Oh, the graph looks shitty. Oh, it's the glasses, they held him back. It did, yeah. The wind resistance just was not cooperating. No, DeGrasse has got the bronze. DeGrasse has got the bronze. Does he? I'm sorry. I'm just looking at my timing screen here right now. DeGrasse has got DeGrasse! the bronze. He's gone back to back bronzes. Yes. He's done well, it. Treat yourself to a nice bowl of honey nut Andre DeGrasse's available at your local there grocery store. There it is. Store. Confirmation. Back to back bronzes. You beautiful oh. man with those beautiful glasses and that beautiful crotch. Now, I've got to say here. I can hear our esteemed colleagues over at NBC going crazy for Fred Curley winning the silver, but they are going crazy for Lamont Marcel Jacobs winning the gold because he is American-born. So he's from <laughs> El Paso in tax Texas. <laughs> so uh, the pastor got him citizenship. Look at the start here, though, by our Italian. Like, I, I, this is what the Olympics are all about. An Italian just won the 100 metres. This, wow. is, this is insane. And I'm going to say this as well. Andre DeGrasse in third place, 9.89. That's his best time ever. So, Look at him I mean, come back. Yeah, right could you imagine if he had got a decent start? Well, Andre wow. never gets a decent start. <laughs> Let's be honest. Look at the legs on this Italian guy. Run, though. My goodness, they're tree trunks. Jacob. Let's just stop for a second. There are no jokes going on here. Italy just won the 100-meter dash. <laughs> Italy won the 100-meter dash. This is just, have we just found our athlete of the day? I want to say, not since Linford Christie has somebody from Europe won the 100 metres. That was in Barcelona. Before that, you've got to go back to Alan Wells of Britain in Moscow and then back to Munich for Valtteri Boros from, from the Soviet Union. I, I don't know what to say. I just, I've witnessed an Italian win the 100 metres. I just... I, I, I can't, Jared. I, I can't. <laughs> I feel like he was like, he was in that heat that was extra fast. Sorry, the semi-final that was extra fast. So I suppose it's not super unexpected from a times point of view, but just the fact that it's an Italian. It's just, it's just insane. And 9.8 and, too. And what a night it may be for Italy, because just looking over at the mat here in the stadium, Gianmarco Tamberi is still with a shot for gold in the high jump so I'm, I'm, I am hearing right now that Rome has officially exploded so uh, looks like uh, Milano Cortina in 2026 is lucky they've got the winter games and not Rome absolutely incredible final thoughts before we cross back to the off podium studio Jared we have, we have witnessed the most unique nine seconds of our lives 
We have um, spaghetti for everybody. I'll be making myself a bowl <laughs> to celebrate that. Um, yeah, what a what a strange victory, but but what a victory! I feel like this is super fitting for Bolt's legacy to be passed on to just an Italian. I think it also lives up to the esteemed name of Mario. Those Mario and Sonic at the Olympic Games finally paid oh, off yeah. for Mario. The gold finally got there. Colin, I mean, again, just DeGrasse with the bronze, back-to-back bronzes. It's That's a victory for Canada, isn't it? I mean, you did get beat Absolutely. by Italy in the 100 metres, but you still did win. Absolutely. I mean, and who doesn't want to lose to Italy? I mean, those are some great people. Let's watch our Italian listenership spike after this. We are positive on Italy. This isn't Great Britain. This isn't France. We love Italy here. Just want to add on that quick note. Australians don't like losing to Italy in the World Cup. Let's not bring back fresh wounds from 2006. But on that note, let's remind our English listeners how Euro 2020 went. That's right. You lost to Italy, and you also lost to Italy in the men's 100 metres. Let's cross now back to the Off The Podium studio. It's back to you, Ben. Thanks, Ben. Holy crap. <laughs> Balls of Mia. Um, I, I don't even know what to say. Jared, like, an Italian just won the 100 metres. Yeah, uh, viva la Italy. Um, all day, every day. I think he's going to three-peat it now. Bloody you know what hell. I'm really excited about is the medal ceremony because... I'm going to say Italy has the best national anthem oh. of any country that competes in the Olympics. I, 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 I would not maybe. I've got my opinions on national anthems. There's a ranking episode ranking the national anthems, but <laughs> Italy has one of the best national anthems in the world, hands down. I mean, as a Ferrari fan in Formula One, growing up, heard a lot with my man Michael winning all the races. It is a great national anthem, but holy crap balls! Um, Nine point eight zero. He took that in. So to go over what we were just talking about in terms of his semi time, uh, no, we got a 9.84. Uh, so, wow. I mean, the Italians are in the right now. They're crying in the stands. Mm. They're an emotional bunch, the Italians. Uh, I mean, again, this is kind of, this is a very Dale Begg Smith moment. Let's be honest. It's uh, an American who's won them a gold. We, we take the mogul's gold by our esteemed Dale. We know he's a Canadian. But, uh, I mean, Colin, I, I can't imagine that NBC right now are going, well, he is an American. Oh, I can't wait to hear the NBC cover to this. When we get to commentary fails, I got some great NBC stuff that we're going to groan at later. And DeGrasse, uh, let, I, let's, I, let's talk about DeGrasse quickly because, I mean, like it didn't look like he'd won a medal. I mean, the, the Chinese guy, Sue, mm-hmm. had the flag, but looking at that replay, I mean, the Chinese guy was nowhere near it, so I don't know what he was celebrating. Yeah. But, I mean, DeGrasse back-to-back bronze. This basically, I mean, I know Johnson technically got two medals. One of them sort of may have been legal or not, but, I mean, this makes him the first Canadian to ever win two medals in this event, am I not mistaken? Yeah, I think so. I mean, uh, I mean Donovan Bailey, uh, he only had the one games. Uh, you know, interesting stories behind him. Uh, so why he didn't have others, but this is, this is unprecedented. And also the first medal for a male in uh, the Olympics for Canada, it's taken nine days, but we're on the board now as men. Yes. Pat ourselves on the back, men. <laughs> well, actually I'm just looking here. So um, only in the history of the 100 meters have uh, 10 men. Is that 10? If I can count correctly, gone multiple medals. Uh, obviously, Usain Bolt got three. Justin Gatlin got three. And then you look at Carl Lewis, Linford Christie, Valerie Bores, Maurice Green, Ralph Metcalf, Frankie Fredericks, Lennox Miller, and Atto Bolton are the only ones who got uh, two. So uh, DeGrasse has created history, though, Colin, because he yeah. is the only one of these athletes who has won two bronzes. And I think it's time <laughs> to read a little statistics from Honey Nut Andre DeGrasse's here. <laughs> 
There you uh, go. It's a personal best for him. You just, I think you did mention that on the call, but um, yeah. I mean, that's great. And the South African there too, Akani Simbini uh, taking the the fourth place there, got the gold in on the Gold Coast. Uh, in all seriousness, Bing Tang Su though, I mean, that's great for for China. I mean, he was oh, he, even if he got the flag now, out just to celebrate finishing six. Good on him. Like, and we'll also say with the six finish, this isn't to take anything away from it. I mean, we did have a disqualification from eighth and the seventh place um, uh, from Nigeria. He actually pulled out, obviously, due to a hamstring injury or something like that. Uh, but still, you can say you're the top six in the world from China. Six like, bosses, again, man. We, everything about this race is going to go down in history. I feel like the sad thing about it is because we don't have Bolt for the first time, because Trayvon's out of it, there's a lot of people who are just going to look at this like, oh, it's default. But like, nobody would have seen these results coming. The only one who was even considered in the mix in this finals was DeGrasse. Like, when you look at the lineup of the 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 guys who actually got to run here, most of them you wouldn't have expected to even be here. And we have an Italian who's the <laughs> fastest man alive. <laughs> I can't, like, you think about countries that produce the 100-metre champion. I mean, again, Italy had never even won a medal. Australia has won a medal in the 100 metres. Never. New Zealand has won a medal in the 100 metres. Never has an Italian ever won it. Also, just quickly, some more breaking news here. We mentioned before that Qatar won their first gold medal ever at the Olympic Games last night. Well, they've gone two from two because in the high jump, they are going off right now. And so is the Italian silver. I didn't like this guy before, but I love this guy now. Look at the emotion. I love this seeing this. Ben will have a a man bun by tomorrow. Oh, so Mutaz Essa Bashim has taken the gold in the high jump. Gianmarco Tambiri who only an hour ago was my most hated man of these Olympics. He's on the ground, absolutely bawling his eyes out. I love that. And so is the Qatari here. Bronze has gone to Maxim Nedasekou of Belarus, while Brandon Stark's gotten fifth. Uh, Django Lovett, eighth. I mean... Double gold, I think. Somebody's lost their leg on the... Is that a cast? Like somebody's got a cast on the track. The Italians um, won gold as well. Oh, is it, is it an equal goal? Oh, it it's is. an equal goal. Holy wow. crap. Holy, holy fucking meatballs and spaghetti. How did Italy win two golds simultaneously? <laughs> what is happening at these Olympic Games? There's a Portuguese lady giving the flag. They're having sex on the field. Like, I just don't even know what to say. Turn your camera. I'm again looking at another commercial for War of the Worlds. Oh, Stop look trying at to make this. War of the Worlds TV show a thing. This is amazing. I just, I am so glad we are recording this right now. This is absolutely incredible. This is this is what the Olympics are about right now. You just get blown away by this absolute insanity. We like you, Jared. I'm glad you picked. Oh, even the Belarusian loves it. He's got his. He looks like he's about twelve. Is he old enough to even be out this time of night? Um, like this is just. I don't even know what to say right now. I mean, we, 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 you think we did, we were making this up. We are recording this live when this stuff is happening. We realize that people yeah. don't listen to this hours after this has happened, but, um, far out. I, I can't eat pasta, but I just want a bowl of spaghetti right now. Like, I mean, I'm just, oh God, do, do either of you have any Italian family that we can go over for dinner tomorrow night? Like, is Lubeck <laughs> Italian? No, but I, <sighs> I wish. Now I'm just going to be betting on the Italians and everything. They've got somebody through to the 400-meter hurdles final. He's <laughs> yeah. going to win for sure. <laughs> Steam Athletics Nation of Italy. 
I'm going to uh, Colin talk. I'm gonna, I need to find out some stats here. I mean, Italy had only won two gold at these Olympics. Italy's generally a pretty good nation at the Olympics. Okay, to put this into context, two gold, eight silver, 15 bronze Italy had before this. Italy are probably going off. This, this Italian guy's gotten this cast on the whatever it is, and he's throwing it up. Like, Colin, I mean, do you have any Italian heritage people? I don't, but a good friend of mine's Italian. I was in his wedding party and uh, at his engagement party, his family wanted to adopt me just because I literally ate everything they gave me that I went home with all the leftovers. So I could say I'm, I'm almost partially adopted by an Italian family. Wow. Well, uh, we're going around for dinner there. I'm seeing here, so Italy has a bit of a history in athletics going into his 19 gold, 15 silver, 26 bronze, but uh, none of their multiple medalists... Uh, athletics competitors, all their, their multiple athletes fencing. They've had a terrible game in fencing. Uh, all of their top 10 are basically either fencing or cross-country skiers or short track speed skaters. Uh, out, so outside of fencing in the summer games, you've got to go down to equestrian, gymnastics, diving and canoeing, and modern pentathlon. And then gymnastics. So there's not even any history of athletics in this country, according to multiple medals. Uh, I'm seeing here, it looks as though it is a guy by the name of Maurizio Damilano, who uh, competed in the 80s. Um, and he won five medals, a race walker. So uh, here's your, there it is, race walking is where the Italians do it. Now they've just won no. the freaking high jump and... Jesus. Wow. He walked so they could run. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Holy crap. You thought they were excited when they won Euro the other week. My God. Um, I don't even know what to say. Um, Colin, Canada results. <laughs> I mean, add another bronze to the table. Yeah. Um, but what? how did Canada go today uh, outside of... Now, you've got two bronzes uh, today, so a very successful Canadian day. <laughs> Yeah, well, obviously we talked about the um, the four by one hundred relay for the women. Uh, just an update on there: uh, Taylor Ruck uh, and Kayla Sanchez also take the bronze for uh, swimming in the semis. There, um, uh, obviously, Andre DeGrasse just made history. We talked about what? him. Uh, we mentioned Django Lovett is uh, was out of the the high jump uh, as well. Marco Arop. Uh, he was our 800 meter runner. He was out as well in the semis. I think he came in last in his for, uh, from, I was kind of winning at for it a lot of that start here. He was, yeah. Something went wrong there. Uh, Andre DeGrasse's crotch distracted him or something. I don't know. Uh, but um, let's see. Aside from that, uh, a lot of Canadian bests here. Uh, Canadian best in the steeplechase. So we've advanced to the finals there. Uh, Genevieve Lalonde. Uh, that uh, was her, uh, Alicia Butterworth, Love her. and Reagan Yee are not advancing, uh, sadly, but we still got one in there. The hammer throw, uh, we've got one advancing the final, Cameron Rogers, but uh, Jillian Weir and Christabel Netty are out. Sarah Douglas finished six overall in the laser radial, which is also a Canadian best. Um, so you got a sailing history right there, six at the Olympics? Six is our best. That's what I said, we need a medal. When we get a medal, that'll become a thing here. Uh, diving, Jennifer Abel, that's kind of a disappointment. Um, you know, she she won an individual medal. She's probably our most decorated, synchronized diver of all time. So for her to not get the medal, especially I think she came in 
qualified third out of the semifinals coming into the finals. Um, but uh, she ended up finishing. Um, what was her placing? I saw it earlier. Was it seventh or eighth? Sure. Sure. Uh, it, it, it wasn't strong. She, she had one bad dive. I was able to catch it before we started recording. And it was another thing similar to the, the synchronized one uh, that we missed out on the other day. Uh, it was just the one bad dive that kind of cost her. Other than that, she was, you know, at one point looking like she was even to silver or possibly a bronze position. Uh, Shallon Olson, this was really exciting there for a minute in the, the, the vault for the gymnastics. Uh, because Simone Biles is out, it was looking hopeful. Uh, I think she was going in third place, but uh, she ended up coming in seventh overall. Um, so that's it for us there. Uh, the golf. Wow. <laughs> what a day for golf. Corey <laughs> Connors and Mackenzie Hughes. Uh, I think we finished in 13th and 50th place overall. Wrestling. This was another big disappointment. Uh, Erica Weeb was one of the ones we talked about most. We actually were semi-hopeful that she would have gone back-to-back gold as well. Uh, but uh, she was knocked out in the first round here. Uh, what was most disappointing about that, I was able to catch that before I went to bed last night as well. And she was down 5 nothing with like only a few minutes to go. She ended up, 5-4 uh, was the final score. And she had a takedown literally as the buzzer went. If that had gone five extra seconds, chances are she would have moved on. But unfortunately, she gets knocked out very early, doesn't get to move on. Uh, big upset here. I don't know if we call it a complete upset, but uh, the undefeated Americans in beach volleyball of Clays and Sponsel, uh, they actually lost to our B team, Bansley oh. and Wilkerson. So not even our top team. Uh, so Canada's moving on uh, against the Americans. And I think our other duo will go up uh, tomorrow. Uh, basketball. Uh, what do we have here? We lost. We lost. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so it's it's now going to come down to the steamed basketball nation of South Korea and Serbia to determine if we're even going to get uh, a chance to move on. Volleyball, this was the other thing I talked about a day or two ago. Uh, our men's volleyball team, it would have been, I think, history-making for them as well if they'd been able to move on. Uh, but they were taking on the number one team, Poland. They ended up losing um, uh, that. They're not moving on. Uh, but uh, or, or will they get a chance to move on? So it says here, um, they might move on to the quarterfinals depending on the rest of the results. So it's still a chance for us there. Water polo. I caught some of this before we started to, uh, again, a little bit closer than some of the other matches we had, but we lost to the Netherlands, uh, 16 to 12, um, equestrian. I don't know what's happening. If Pavarotti is still kicking people, uh, <laughs> but currently in 42nd place with our other combo, uh, Colleen Loach and Quarry Blue Dargujas. I don't even oh, know how that's pronounced. Yes, go yet. on, Dargujas. Ben told us about the the uh, fencing. That's it. And uh, well, another one of our. Oh, go ahead. I just I, keep talking. I want to talk about that separately. I was just saying our weightlifting. Uh, uh, Crystal. I don't know if her name is pronounced Narlem, uh, but uh, she uh, I believe is. Uh, competing still competing or is out i don't know uh the exact results on that or what the updates are but just a quick mention there uh we actually came very close to doing an interview with crystal a couple of years ago long before tokyo was a thing the reason that uh, i held off on it was because i think this was four years ago and her management or whatever says hey we can give you an interview with crystal and i thought well let's wait a year or two and i think we touched base and didn't get anything lined up with crystal but crystal we're still here for you uh, especially on, if you metal we're still here for you um, I just wanted to quickly add on the, the fencing. Um, I set my alarm to get up and watch it. 
and then I obviously hit snooze too many times and I missed it. So I was like, fuck, all right. So I go, like, surely they've won. And I look at my phone and straight away they've lost. Uh, of course, it was in the round of 16. I'm so sorry, Max. Uh, they went 45-31 <laughs> down. Uh, Germany then went on to play the US, who then the US beat them in the quarterfinal. Uh, so, I mean, basically all it would take is one win to get into a quarterfinal against the arch nemesis of the US, uh, to which I would have wanted this Garrick Meinhardt replay. Uh, the US go on to win a, a bronze freaking medal. France have won that one ahead of Rock and, again, Italy. Well, they don't really care anymore about fencing. They've got a, a new favourite sport. Just want to, I actually just want to quickly go on this. Italy won a bronze medal in the women's 100 metres uh, way back in Rome at their home Olympics. Giuseppina Leone took the bronze. So she's no longer their national sprinting hero. Now, Marcel Jacobs, Lamont Marcel Jacobs, born in El Paso, lived there for less than a month uh, before his father was transferred to South Korea and then they went to the town of Desanzo di Garda uh, where he apparently was more of a long jump specialist until only recently. Uh, He's apparently been constantly questioned about his Italian roots, but he says he feels 100% Italian because he doesn't speak English very well. Um, And again, he's mainly been a long jumper until only recently. And he's also a bit of a ladies' man by the scenes of things because he's got uh, two kids with his current partner and he's got a kid with another relationship when he was 19. So uh, he might be my new favourite person on this planet. Um, And just looking here to Italy's history at the Olympics in terms of athletics... So we, I think 19 of their medals have come from race walking. That's generally where it comes from. But uh, you've got to go back to London when they last won a medal in athletics. Triple jump. Fabrizio Donato uh, took a bronze. Uh, then they got a gold and a bronze in Beijing in race walking. Athens, they got a marathon gold, a walk gold, and a pole vault bronze. Sydney, a hammer throw and a long jump jump silver. 10K walk and a long jump silver in Atlanta. 5,000 metres bronze. No history of any form of the short distances. 1,500 metres is their shortest season. They got a 4 by 400 bronze in Moscow. But let's be honest, we could have all won medals in Moscow and Los Angeles because half the countries weren't at either of those ones. High jump, they got a silver back in Montreal in the women's with Sarah Simeone. So this is also their very first high jump gold medal as well. So, I mean, look, I feel like I'm Bruce right now because Bruce, I'm sure, is pulling these statistics without having to look it up. But, I mean, Jared, I mean, can we just move to Italy right now and join athletics? It's in the water. Yeah, right. Well, that's the plan, isn't it? It's all people defecting there who are winning gold. So, um, yeah, why not? Insane. Just absolutely insane. It really is. I know Ferrari is struggling in Formula One right now, so at least they've got something to celebrate. Them and their soccer team. Who would have thunk it? Um, Australia. Can we just uh, take a bit of a big day, obviously, but uh, I just want to talk about the hockey. Uh, I mean, God damn it. Talk about freaking having heart palpitations today, Jared Lubeek. I mean, Jesus Christ, the Kookaburras went one up. Then they got a pretty dodgy equalised goal, which they should have referred and it wouldn't have been a goal. Go 2-1 up. Then they get a pretty dodgy penalty stroke against us and the Dutch go 2 all up. And it goes to show how long it's been since I've been involved in hockey because I thought they still did extra time. I didn't realise they go straight to strokes. 
And uh, at the end of the day, we won the penalty shootout 3 nothing. So we're through to the semi-finals where, as I mentioned in our group today, we will seek to get hockey revenge on Germany in an Olympic semi-final for Canada. We'll do it for you, Colin. After <laughs> Pyeongchang, different type of hockey. But holy crap, Jared, I'm watching this and I'm like, this is where we choke. This is the men's hockey team. This is what the Kookaburras do at the Olympics. It's happening again. Yeah, I was just having flashbacks to yesterday when we were talking about their hopes and I said how, like, They'll get into a lead, but they're like terrible at maintaining it. And then it was just like, it was flashing before my eyes that happening. And then they kept bringing up the stat of like, I think it was in, in Sydney that we played against the Dutch and then they beat us in penalties after like a yep. nil all draw or something. Um, so I would just go into the penalty. I was like, it, we're going to lose this for sure. And, but the fact that our, like our goalkeeper stopped all of them, they didn't even get one penalty on the board was just, Super impressive. And, and like, I feel like performance like that has to be a confidence booster moving forward. Andrew Charter is his name. Fantastic. A veteran. And uh, that was my position. I was a goalie in hockey, so it was great to see that. But, yeah, the Dutch, are, they're a tricky side. Uh, they're, they're one of the best when it comes to hockey by far. I mean, Germany are no slouches too, so that's going to be a very difficult uh, matchup coming up there in the semis. And the other ones, Belgium beats Spain 3-1, so they'll play the winner between India and Britain. But, uh, yeah, big confidence booster for the Kookaburras because uh, that is that is one of these ones that, as the Daily Telegraph predicted us winning. Um, but uh, clearly, again, we're the number one country in the world, but the Olympics are just not friendly to us when it comes to this. So uh, there you go. Uh, in the athletics, as we uh, obviously mentioned before, Brandon Stark finished fifth, which is pretty good. I think he'd be uh, pretty happy with that one there. He jumped to 2.35, which is only two centimetres off. I mean, had he ended up jumping uh, a 2.37, he, he would have been in a very short medal. The one they're showing a replay on our screen right now, let's talk about Peter Boll. Um, he qualified through to the 800 metres, if you don't mind. Uh, I'm going to be flat out honest with you. I have no idea who this guy is, but, I mean, bloody oath, uh, fantastic. He actually set uh, an Australian record in both the heats and now the semis. And he's through to the finals. Bruce was going off. Bruce loved it. Uh, stand up and take a bow, Peter Bowl. Yeah, it just looks like he's one of these athletes who's able to, like, pace themselves based on the race because he never really looked out of it. He's good at getting to the front and kind of sticking there in a good spot, getting, not getting himself pinched in on that inside lane. Uh, and I'm just I'm excited to see what he can pull off in the final. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, I'm going to be very intrigued to see how he goes in that one, um, in the hurdles, uh, our athlete in that one, I think, was cruelly eliminated. I think she was just on the cusp of going through as a fast there. Liz Clay, um, she was about a tenth away from making the final. But the one I'm interested in is that Jasmine Chacha Quinn, who uh, Kamacha Quinn, who I remember that from Rio breaking down in the semis and just, I think, did she get a silver or a bronze behind Sally, I think, from memory? Um, and I'd like to see her win uh, a medal. Like, uh, that was, I remember that from Rio, but she's through. We're not talking about uh, the Cubans, though. We're here talking about the Australians, Ben. Uh, Cuban Olympics Oz coming soon to a stereo near you. Um, golf, our mulleted man, Cam Smith, was, uh, he had a great day today. Uh, he was storming up the, the field, but he couldn't quite get there. I tell you what, if he had shot well on the first day, he probably would have won a medal. 
because he went 66, 66, 67 on his final three, but it went 71 on his first day there. So bad luck to him. Uh, Mark Leisham did very badly. We don't need to talk about him. Uh, in the diving, uh, Esther Quinn, I, I, I flicked over just as she belly flopped in the water. So it was a good time there. Um, she was 12th and last, but I'm sure she's happy that she at least made the final there. So good to see. Uh, that one, we obviously already mentioned uh, Rowan Browning in the athletics, and there was a few other ones that I'm not going to go through all of those sort of athletes in that one. Um, shall we mention the equestrian, Jared Lubeek, shades of uh, the 90s and Sydney. Australia are currently sitting in second place in the three-day eventing. I'm, that's like my childhood right now. Having said that, we are about uh, 18 points behind Britain, who I think are going to shit it in when it comes to the show jumping. But I actually, I like the cross. Like, this is why I remember I actually enjoy equestrian because there are two other disciplines outside of dressage and they're actually quite entertaining. And Andrew Hoy, uh, if you don't mind, in his eighth Olympics, got seventh alone in that one today. But did you, they were showing it a bit of it today. The, uh, I like the, the cross country in the... Uh, in the, uh, what's it called? Equestrian, the horse one. Yes. No, it's good. I, it's just another one of these sports are just weird scoring. The fact that we were sitting so low yesterday and could like charge up the ranks so quickly just in the one event. Um, yeah. so a weird one, but yeah, fingers crossed going into the show jumping that we can pull off something special there. And, uh, yeah, this would be what Andrew Hoy is about sixth medal, fifth medal, something ridiculous along those lines there for him. Should he, uh, they pull one off when it comes to that, um, elsewhere throughout the day, uh, we shall say that in the beach volleyball, uh, DeSola, Articho and Clancy are through to the quarterfinals. We beat, uh, Wang and Zhu. So uh, we are through to that one. So exciting. I, I don't know. Are we playing the Canadians? I haven't actually seen the bracket there, Colin. Maybe we need to uh, quickly check this out. It, it, it's, I think it would be a semifinal match if we end up playing each other. Right. So who, who are you playing in the, uh, in the, in the, the quarters? Do you, do you know? Good, good question. Actually, well, hang um, on. No, no, no. Hang on. I'll tell you right now. Should your girls, uh, Pavin and Humana Paredes, win, they will play our girls in the quarter. Ooh, mm. a drama. So then would it be, would it be Canada versus Canada in the semis then? It could very much be. So you are playing the wow. Latvian pairing of Kravchenoka and Grodlina. So should uh, Bansley and Wilkinson go through and then no doubt Australia probably lose in our quarterfinal, then it will be an all Canadian. You will guarantee yourself a medal in beach volleyball. So, uh, yes. Get and we'll also guarantee ourselves a fourth place. Yeah, exactly. So, but uh, that's good for Australia there, Jared. Uh, it's been a while since we've won a beach volleyball medal, so that's exciting. It has been. That'll be uh, that'll be a good one to watch. Yeah, exactly. Um, as we mentioned, the cycling, we got a gold in that. That's fantastic. Obviously, no fencing for us, no handball for us. Hockey, the kookaburra through to the semis, as we mentioned. Gold in the sailing, that's fantastic. People shot guns today. I'm sure that was exciting. Um, in the table tennis, oh, the women's team went out in the round of 16 to Germany, 3 nothing. Oh, that's, that's, that's destroyed my day, Jared. Yeah, very upsetting there. Unexpected too. Yeah, um, the Stingers got a bit of a win in the women's water polo, just a lazy 14-1 win over South Africa. I think that was one goal less than the Canadians got against them, so we need to pick our game up there. What's going on? Um, and the wrestling started today. Uh, Eric Weeb 
Did you you mention I was listening to yeah. you? Yeah, I was listening. Word. Yeah, <laughs> uh, so I think I was listening. Maybe uh, Sally's on TV. Our, our Sally, Sally, Sally McLennan's on TV right now. Sally Pearson. What's her name? Is it Pearson or McLennan this week, Jared? I still call her by one and not the other. It's weird when women get married and change their names and compete in Olympics. Different names. I just you confuse Ben Waterworth. I don't like it. Um, but yes, that is what happened. What did we watch today, gentlemen? I watched the athletics. Did you guys watch the athletics? I don't know if you watched the athletics. Colin, what did you watch today? Uh, well, really, it was just uh, the little bit of the swimming last night, the beach ball, a couple of beach volleyball matches um, last night as well. Uh, athletics today and then uh, the diving overnight. So all the big ones. Uh, I do have uh, a nice fun store where when we get to the commentary fails on one of the beach volleyball ones I watched, which uh, might be the most douchey thing I've ever heard an American commentator say. So I'm looking forward wow. to that. That's a big call. Um, just quickly on the water polo, I will say that the quarterfinal brackets in the women's, uh, so Australia will play Rock in the quarterfinal and Canada will play the US in the quarter. Should Canada uh, and Australia done. win, we will meet in the semifinals. And, of course, Australian water polo fans will remember our rivalry with the US back in Sydney, of course, where we beat them famously at the death for the gold medal. Uh, in the men's tournament, the Sharks play tomorrow and we basically have to have a very, very, very big win against Kazakhstan, who are last. They're the only side that hasn't won a match but it looks at things we need to win by about uh, 20-odd goals to make up... No, it's even more than that, 30-odd goals to make up the goal difference for Serbia there. So probably not going to happen for the Sharks, unfortunately. Uh, Jared, what did you watch today? Uh, a little bit of everything. Obviously, the swimming, the track, um, the BMX, the hockey, which, as you mentioned, was just a, a thrilling end to that match. Uh, some of the tennis, which was good to see those medal playoffs there. Uh, and a little bit of the beach volleyball as well. Uh, just a quick thing before I say what I watched, just uh, some, a few updates on medals. So in the, the mixed doubles, uh, Anastasia, Pavla Chukova, and Andre Rublev won. So they were the ones that beat uh, Barty in that, weren't they, Jared? So yeah. there you go. So I think Barty, the, both of the teams that beat Barty in the mixed and in the women's ended up winning the gold. There you go. Look at that. Um, and obviously we've gone over the high jump of the 100. Did we mention the triple jump that Yulimar Rojas of Venezuela took the gold in a world record, if you do not mind? And the reason why that Portuguese lady was so excited hugging the Italian because she got the silver, Patricia Mamona. Jason's brother, isn't it? Um, <laughs> got the silver there. And Spain's Ana Pelotiro took the bronze. The only medal event we are waiting for, it seems, is a typical women's badminton singles. Come on, girls. We've got places to be, things to do. Maybe that has been just the yeah, one I'm not looking up hasn't updated. Uh, yeah, swimming. I watch swimming, cycling, watch cycling, hockey. I watch hockey. I watch some equestrian, a uh, bit of the water polo, the athletics was going on tonight as well. Um, yeah, busy, busy day there. Let's get to the commentary. Phase. Actually, just an update on the badminton. India has won a bronze in uh, the singles match. Great to see there. Beat China. And the gold medal right now is between China and Chinese Taipei. Ooh, they don't like each other. So we'll uh, maybe get a result for that very soon. Um, All right, Colin, hit me with your commentary fails stick. Well, uh, since I didn't get a chance to watch much, uh, there's only one thing from CBC, which was more an awkward thing than anything else. Uh, Awkward for the viewer. When they were interviewing the the women's 4 by 100 team, uh, when the interviewer got to Penny, she says, and you spicy P, uh, which <laughs> you could see the other swimmers kind of acknowledge, which you kind of get the impression that this is some insider nickname they have for us. Like, Hey, spicy P. Cause the other, this one was like, 
oh, <laughs> she called you spicy P. But as a viewer, I heard her say spicy P and I'm like, what? What is that? <laughs> like I'd had a lot of spicy food last night and I'm telling you, it burns a little bit when it comes out. So that's what I was thinking. But like a spicy, P, give us some context. Don't just say spicy P because it's what they call her on the insides. Like tell the audience first. And I hear that the girls call you spicy P. It's just spicy P sound weird. Uh, but here, here it is. So our new favorite country, Qatar, uh, was against the U.S. in the men's beach volleyball last night. And uh, Qatar was winning. Uh, it, they pretty much had it locked. And one of the American commentators seemed okay. The other one, there was a point where they cut to the American team and they're sitting there and they have their heads down. They're like, you know, someone needs to tell these guys they have no need to hang their heads right now. They played their best match. They played their hearts out. They played cohesively together. Qatar just played silly volleyball and they just sort of left it that and guitar won and it wasn't like they cheated or anything you just have the worst sport i have ever heard and of course it's an american comedy they just played silly volleyball well, what is silly volleyball is it like playing it with a bit know. of a silly dance like <laughs> exactly i mean you know looking up this american team they got knocked out you know, pretty much in the quarterfinals last year there wasn't like it was a, it wasn't like it was a front-running team or anything these guys are both in their 40s uh, and they got beat by some silly Qatar volleyball players, apparently. I just, I think the world hates Qatar because, like, people still can't believe they're hosting the World Cup next year. So, but I mean, mm. let's, can I, just to bookend that though, Qatar won the freaking Asian Cup two years ago, which was a big freaking deal. They did decently in the Gold Cup. They got invited to play in the North American tournament, which Canada sadly went out in the semis. And they've won now two Olympic gold medals, if you don't mind. I think in a year and a half time after the World Cup, when we realise it's a massive success and we now know who Qatar... Because no one knew who Qatar was until they got the World Cup, let's be honest. Um, I think we'll be questioning our thoughts of this esteemed nation of Qatar. Boys trip to Qatar. silly. 2023 yes. <laughs> let's let's go with that um jared do you have i just i do love that shinya's on right now and they've given a robot update which is quite interesting um any any for you commentary fails no i didn't pick up any today i've got a few like it's actually interesting what this is i'm pulling a colon here i'm pulling something from yesterday because i watched a bit of shinya I'm going to say, I'm sorry for bagging out, Shinya. This is a funny show. I like it. This is this is up there with maybe the funniest thing they've had since Roy and HG. Better than that Rio from Ramble from Rio. That was ridiculous, whatever that was. But last night, Andrew Gaze, our, the Michael Jordan of Australian basketball, and Andy Marr, the bald-headed, intelligent Carlton supporter, had Basil Zemplis as their guest, sitting in between both of them. It was great. It was quite funny for the most part. Basil pulled out his City of Perth pins and gave him a thing. And Basil was on top form. They were showing all the highlights from the swimming and talking to him about it. And Basil's like, oh, I'm a bit offended. Every time you show one of those clips, you've muted my commentary. So then they show, like, Basil's commentary. It was great. But i got to say, um, you think the Americans are a bit arrogant. I just want to say this comment that Basil liked to point out here uh, and defending Channel 7 was maybe the most laughable thing I ever saw. So... They uh, showed the 100 metres final, which Kyle Chalmers sadly just missed out on. And then they get there and they're like, oh, and let's just show how much Americans have blinkers on when it comes to their commentary. This is the NBC call of the 100 metres. Now, admittedly, it was a bit silly because, uh, you know, when Dressel wins the goal, it's like, Dressel, Dressel! And at no point was Kyle Chalmers' name mentioned. And you could clearly see him storming home to nearly beat him. And so they cut back. 
and they get there and they're like, oh, typical Americans, can't even notice the Australians, to which Basil's endless. And Basil, I love you. Seriously, if we get you on the show, I will be sucking up to you bigger than anyone else unless we get Bruce on the show. I love you, Basil. But Basil literally says, well, here in Australia on Channel 7, we have a broad Olympic focus focusing on the entire Olympics, whereas they just only focus on the Americans. I'm sorry, have I not just witnessed nine days of us winning gold medals and you replaying them a hundred times, showing a two-minute clip of live events every now and then before coming back to Australian gold, Australian gold, Australian gold? That's just not a broad... I'm, I'm just going to say, um, I'm, I'm here on a podcast with two guys who actually criticise your Australian coverage, <laughs> and even they fall for it. It's like, oh, Australia again. I just forgot where he was, and he went into his uh, mayor of Perth mode, like politician yeah. answer. True. The one, the one thing I wanted to mention is the, the poolside commentator. They, they got him on for a bit of an interview, like, what were your highlights of the games? Who was your star? He literally goes, well, I just need to give a special mention, of course, to Kaylee McEwen, a fantastic meet from her, two gold, four medals in total, and you can't go past Emma McKean as an honourable mention, but it has to be Ariane Tidmus. I mean, it would lived up to the hype, didn't it? I'm like, no! She, like, I'm proud as punch that she's a Tasmanian and she's won medals, but, like, you had a woman who won the equal most amount of medals in the history of the Olympics... And you give her an honourable mention? Like, no! Jesus Christ, stop with the Ariane Titmus love. Anyway, um, the other uh, one... Your anger that... towards this is almost the way I feel doing Athlete of the Day. I just want to put that out there. <laughs> Looking forward to getting that in a minute. Um, I love Basil's little line of 10 for M. It kind of rhymed, but uh, anyway. Um, the, the, actually, going back to Thorpey's great analysis... When, during the 1500 metres, uh, Basil's like, oh, you know, Thorpey, this is the, the hardest event in swimming, isn't it? And Thorpey kind of like was like, hmm, well, I've only ever really swum a couple of these 1500 metres, but no, the hardest one would be the individual medleys. And Basil's like, oh, but this is a, this is a long, yes, but you kind of train for this and you do this. You've got to do four different strokes in the medley. And like Thorpey was just so good in his answer. Um, we got the Kylie Moss all over again. Um, I did love Basil's uh, mention here of uh, of of Emma. Basically, she's now going to be a school assignment. All the school kids around the country will be doing school assignments on Emma McKean. To which Liesl Jones goes, "Oh, I want to do a project on her." <laughs> and I do love the fact that Emma McKean is from the esteemed city of Wollongong. To which Basil said, "The town of Wollongong will be celebrated now." I have been to very few places on this planet which made me miss Hobart. Wollongong is one of those places that made me miss Hobart. I am sorry to anybody listening to us from Wollongong tonight, but your city is a shithole. So if you are celebrating, I would probably lock the doors. I would probably keep the valuables hidden uh, because that would be a pretty dangerous place to be. So have you you been to Wollongong? I mean, it's a bit down the road from you, Jared, technically. Oh, dissing the gong. They've got such a good town nickname. (laughs) Yeah, it's not um <laughs> not my favorite place. I do love the fact that you're like, oh no, it's a pretty shit place actually. <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, I've not mentioned once that Aaron Tippett is from Launceston. That's not Tasmania. That's just that shit place up north. Um, I did love in the BMX. I actually like those commentators because they were kind of they reminded me of the skateboarder guys, but these guys actually knew what they were talking about. Uh, they weren't just talking about their mates down at the local mall. But um, I love the names of the tricks, like the Superman Sea Grab. And then he clicked his heels for added flair. 
I did love there was a guy from Russia called Iraq, and they were like, Iraq from Russia? It's like, huh? Um, and then I love the, the name there where they go, what a true Aussie. He is not holding back. He is showing off. <laughs> and then Logan is apparently from Logan, which is a place that I lived in when I lived in Brisbane. And again, another shithole, let's be honest. Um, I've lived in all the shitholes in Australia. But um, they did call Logan from the Gold Coast. It's it's technically part of Brisbane, just to, to clarify that. Um, and then I also loved it when he went for his second run to talk him up. Well, he's built a house. Now he can build a second story on his second run. <laughs> okay. Good for them. Uh, special shout out to, we've already mentioned Bill Woods, who's uh, switched between different sports. It's seamlessly done very well. Special shout out to Tasmanian Alistair Nicholson. Now, I grew up watching Steve Titmus on one channel. Alistair Nicholson was like a, a local reporter on Channel 9 here in Hobart. Then he switched over to the ABC. Now he's doing gangbusters, commentating the hockey all week with Georgie Parker. And Georgie Parker's another great analyst. Can we mention Georgie Parker? Seamlessly switches over to the diving. <laughs> like, I'm watching the diving. Alison Nicholson's commentating the diving. Like, I mean, holy crap, this guy's good. So, um, yeah, anyway, rant's over. I want to give all a right. shout out. This, this, this happened Colin. yesterday as well. But uh, more exciting than seeing an athlete uh, who we've interviewed on here actually win now three medals in one game, Kylie Masts. Uh, it's great to see Brittany McLean, who was sort of a last minute, oh, yeah, we can get her on the show. Uh, become one of the stars of CBC during this Olympics. Uh, there was uh, the previous day, there was one point where the commentary must have failed. There must have been a problem with the actual commentators who are poolside because all of a sudden it's the studio anchor, Scott Russell and Brittany McLean who are calling it and literally stepped up seamlessly as if no prep, just all of a sudden, uh, I guess you got to call this. And, all of a sudden, and it looks like our commentators are back and they just hand it off again. Brittany nice. McLean, one of the stars of these games, uh, she's going to be huge in television. And when we interviewed her, which was not even that long ago, she was talking about, oh, you can actually catch me for the next three weeks on CBC. It was sort of like her her pilot, her trial. And of all the analysts they've had on here, and I'll include Donovan Bailey, I think she's probably the one who's actually been most successful on air. Well, look, there's a there's a curse in the purse, right? Like I was there on that we interview. We, so... make, we make great broadcasting careers. They're just not tense. <laughs> I'm just oh, touche. Um, wow, burn! <laughs> Again, like I've got success in interviewing athletes that have sort of not been on this show with Belinda winning a gold, but I mean, no off the podium guest by Ben. <laughs> Come on, Brendan! Come on, Brendan! Um, just a quick update in the badminton. I know you're all on tender hooks right now. Yufei Chen is leading Zhu Ying Tai. Uh, so China's beating Chinese Taipei. So the classic traditional rivalry there uh, is, is going off there. That's our last medal for the day. All right, Colin, athlete of the day. Come on, give us your failures. Failures, we're ready to shut you down. Oh, I'm telling you right now, nobody is shutting me down this. I have not been this adamant about anything since we started. It's a no this from me. Has to be, it has to be Penny <laughs> Alexiak. I don't care what anybody says about Australia, tying records, breaking records or anything. Italian runner, that's a great moment, but... We're talking about somebody who set, not only tied, broke the all-time record for most medals won by a Canadian Olympian. And this is in a summer sport. We go back to Athens. Canada won 12 medals in all of Athens. We, Penny Alexiak has won seven medals in two games. Still more to come from here. This would be the equivalent if Stephen Bradbury we're still racing and he all of a sudden won more medals than any summer athlete ever. There is no question that would be the athlete of the games. I don't care what country you're from. If this were America, 
Great Britain, France, whatever, somebody breaking the all-time record in the opposite Olympics from what that country should be good in, that's athlete of the day. Colin, Colin, you had me until you mentioned Bradbury because how dare you? He is (laughs) equal first in our winter athletes for most medals month. So you do not diss the Bradbury. My no, no, I'm not dissing. I'm saying my no, you, point you, is, you diss the Bradbury. You diss the Bradbury. Then you're clearly not listening to me because I said no. Because you diss the Bradbury. Imagine if he broke Emma's record. Well, then Stephen I Bradbury, want to a, imagine it because you don't diss the Bradbury. Athlete were to win more than summer athletes for Australia. That's unprecedented. Okay. Well, I see your little point, and I raise you the fact, has Penny Alexiak ever played Survivor? No. Stephen Bradbury <laughs> did and got voted out early. So well, I'm sorry we're not Bradbury. doing the 2002 athlete of the day, Ben. We're doing 2021. Shut up and don't diss the Bradbury. Uh, <laughs> that was Jared. no diss. I was saying, imagine if. He's so salty. He's like Ben Waterworth over on the Oz Network. I'm, oh, I'm the salty one. You're the one. You do not bring up the name of Stephen Bradbury. <laughs> because you got two Australians to one here right now, my friend. So you be careful with your next word. Oh, I know. I can tell by the amount of Australians you get put up for athlete of the day. Well, uh, on that note, Jared. Um, well, I see that you're putting up athletes who win medals, and I raise you an athlete who didn't win a medal. Frenchman. What's his name? Oh, have you Mur- got the same guy? <laughs> What's his name? Mur- this is a great argument <laughs> yes! to start. Murad Aliyev, yes! the su- men's super heavyweight boxing, got disqualified <laughs> for headbutting his opponent, then proceeded to sit ringside for half an hour in protest, <laughs> spoke to some officials, came back, sat ringside for another 15 minutes in protest. This is a man... <laughs> Protesting this loss for 45 minutes by sitting ringside. If that is not athlete of the day, I don't know who is. And I'm not joking. I'm not That's... word of a lie. I was meant to sit here and give two nominees, and I thought I was going to be the one to pull this out. I was going to go special note to Andrew Charter for our, our hockey goalie, and then I was going to go Bingham Sue, and then I was literally going to throw up uh, Mr. Italy right now, Michael Jacob. But I've got him as my nominee too, Jared. I have him. That's a great story. <laughs> Like Colin is so pissed off. It's so good. <laughs> oh, oh, I'm telling you, I'm I, I'm Colin. not putting up athlete of the day as somebody who protested. I, That's I a great be... story. I would love to see it, but that is not athlete of the day over the greatest Olympian of all time in the summer when we're a winter nation. I want to be honest with you. Like, I legitimately was thinking Penny until I saw this story. Um, like, oh, you're like... gonna keep thinking Penny. <laughs> I like. Your, your your argument is solid. I get it. But then we should be putting up Emma McKeon because she's broken our record. Oh, because we've got to have an Australian every single day. You know, it's your fault you didn't reserve <laughs> so one of your 16 <laughs> Australian athlete of the days. You you burned your chances already. We're not gonna we're not gonna finish these Olympics putting up no Americans for athlete of the day, no Russians, no Chinese, no Japanese, but about 16 Australians. You know, I just, I just love this because it's like, it's he's so angry. I've never seen Colin this angry before. And I just also love the fact that come like six months time in Beijing, like, I mean, we're screwed when it comes to that, but he's not even thinking about that. Oh, no Australians. I also, I also want to mention these entire games. This is only the second Canadian I've actually put up. Ben has put up an Australian every single day. Yes. I'm proud of my country because we do well at the Summer Olympics. Um... Look, I, I, I'm sorry. I have to give it to the French boxer. This is hilarious. You are not doing this. 
You give it to the French boxer. I am out of here. I'm telling you. <laughs> you You're finishing the show on your own. I will not be here tomorrow. I am not giving up Penny. Penny is taking this. This is the greatest accomplishment in the history of Canadian Olympics. It will never be topped. <laughs> Look, super heavyweight boxer. Colin, children's tantrum. See Colin, the he, in ringside. he sat so in funny. this ring. And like, I don't think anything was happening. Like everyone left. I dare you to right now. I dare you to. And then watch me come back on for even one more day of these Olympics. They could have just left him overnight and it wouldn't have changed anything. I'm telling you right now, I want to know where that is because I want to record it and see it myself. But that's not athlete of the day. Yeah, he is. Because I'm giving it to him. (laughs) I miss it. Forget this. Not happening. This is not happening. I want you to see what I'm about to do, Ben Waterworth. I am pulling a Novak. Ah, this is not happening. No way is Penny not taking athlete of the day to a guy who said, watch me protest. This is a protest right here. I'm going to sit here. I'm going to sit here just saying the name Penny Alexiak and do her to Penny Alexiak's athlete of the day. Penny Alexiak is athlete of the day. Penny Alexiak is athlete of the day. Penny Alexiak is athlete of the day. How many more minutes do I have? That's one. 44 more to go. Penny Alexiak is athlete of the day. Have I won you over yet, Ben? <laughs> you know what? You know what's beautiful? Is there's a little button on this thing called mute that I can press if it keeps doing that and just kick you from the room. Ah. <laughs> oh. I love Penny. I love, love yes, this Penny. Is not, we're not doing this. <laughs> I will call all of our listeners to call out Ben and Jared, who have put up an Australian athlete every single day, have successfully won twice <laughs> and, and wasted their opportunities, and now want to take away the greatest accomplishment in the history of Canadian Olympics. Wow. No winter athlete has ever done this. And you're going to take that away for a guy who protested ringside. Great story. I'm glad we have an honorable mention. <laughs> Canada beat our curse, not athlete of the day. J- Jared. Canada breaks the all-time record, not athlete of the day. This Jared. is athlete of the day. Jared. Yeah. Are, are, are you budging? Yeah, I can budge. Oh! Yes! Oh! And because of that, Jared, <laughs> I will send you a free box of multigrain Penny Alexiacs. Jared, I'm never playing Survivor with you. you <laughs> Give me your ben. ben, you don't get anything, okay? I only need one vote. Well, and he I, first. You know what? Guess who's in control of the social media? Guess who's in control oh, of putting the graphics up? I can tell you who's up. in control of the social media because San Marino was snubbed because an Australian athlete had to win an athlete of the day again. And when the, the San Marino athlete eventually got it, our social media said, after narrowly missing out, narrowly missing out when Ben said, well, maybe we could put up the San Marino one, but nah, let's give it to just Fox. You know what? Can, you know what? Can you please put Mirad sitting in the corner of the social media tile? <laughs> <laughs> He's protesting. He's going to find out that he didn't get athlete of the day. He's going to sit on Zoom with us for the next hour tomorrow. <laughs> I just want to point out that um, we obviously are doing this on Zoom and uh, we record this as a backup for only those reasons, but... I'm totally keeping this video and I'm sending this out. I'm calling, throwing a chair. I want you to keep this video. (laughs) Holy crap. Um, I thought Off the Podium was one of our calmest podcasts we did. I mean, Jesus. I I mean, in all fairness, when I wasn't happy with one of Colin's choices over in 007, I did show him porn. So, Well, um, I was going to say, I've sat through many Ben Waterworth protests for the dumbest reasons. 
that no, I have learned from the master. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm sticking to my my nominee. Jared's the one who's at fault here. So, Jared, you've let me down. And I'm Jared, sorry. send me your address, no joke, and I will send you a box of multigrain Penny Alexiacs. <laughs> well, good. that's your gold I medal. We'll now say that if we get Penny Alexiac on this show, you're not invited. <laughs> Well, I'm sure she's going to want to talk to the guy who wants to put up a protester over her. I mean, if I had to choose between a French boxer and Penny Alexiak, I'm going to choose Penny Alexiak for those reasons. Ben saying, hey, there's a chance for me and Penny to now him saying, no, I'm not putting up Penny. You really think there's a chance now? You blew it. (laughs) In all seriousness, people Google Murad Aliyev. This is fucking hilarious. It's so good. Um, Spell it for me because I actually do want to Google this. No, I'm spelling anything for you. You can get stuffed. Uh (laughs) But I will say, uh, Fraser Clark, who, uh, the, the heavyweight at Gold Coast was one of the greatest sporting things I've ever seen live. Those guys are tanks. Um, and he won the bronze, I think, from memory in the Gold Coast. So he's guaranteed a medal for him in the super heavyweight. So, But the thing is, of all things, when this happened in the super heavyweights, as I said, these guys are tanks. These guys that if you even look at them slightly badly would kill you by just flicking you. Like, this is the thing, Colin. All right, let's point this out right now. Not only do you have Morad Aliyev protesting... I'm going to give him your address. He's going to come after you. Penny Alexiak would just be like, eh, oh, well, and get on with her life. This guy's coming after you. I know he's I, French and he'll probably run away it. pretty quickly, but still. <laughs> I welcome it. I will also offer him a box of multigrain Penny Alexiaks, something he's <laughs> never going to be on. He, when's he going to be on a Cheerios box? I actually honestly want to say that we are the podcast covering the Olympics that has just been baffled by the fact that an Italian just won the 100 metres and we did not put him up for Athlete of the Day. Like, you know. Good. That's... <laughs> Colin's so salty. Like, <laughs> I just... I like this side of Colin. It's I taken really nine do. days. I am getting a Canadian in there. <laughs> wow. I, I'm I'm bookmarking this for Beijing. When fucking, like, <laughs> Matty Graham comes out... I welcome out and- you two. Tora Bright comes out of retirement to win her third uh, medal. Oh, the greatest of all time! Dale Begg Smith comes out to win his third medal, second gold. Brad Breeze out is like 50 years old skating to it. Like, I'm going to talk. If an Australian finishes like 15th in Nordic combined, oh, the greatest thing ever in Olympic history. If freaking Brianna Walker even qualifies for the Olympics, oh, the greatest thing ever because there's a Ben Waterworth athlete. She's made it through. He thinks this is a threat, but he doesn't realize that I'm not the hypocrite. Ben is. <laughs> I'm saying this now. If Australia ever qualifies for the Winter Olympics in ice hockey again, that is the single greatest thing ever oh, in, in winter absolutely. sports. I completely again. agree. Unless Tonga beats you. I, I Well, probably will. Um, <laughs> I, I actually noticed the other day, I ran a thing about um, our one time at the Olympics in ice hockey. Our flag bearer at those Winter Olympics was one of our ice hockey players. So there's a there's you talk about school projects, Basil. I want you to say what is the one sport that you think we would never have had a flag bearer from? Frickin' ice hockey. We've had a flag. Has Canada ever had a flag bearer from the sport of ice hockey, Colin? I I'm, I don't know. Well, there you go. <laughs> you should. <laughs> Bruce would have known. Then, then, then you win. Yeah. Congratulations. Thank you. It happens when you diss the Bradbury. Um... <laughs> Clearly our longest episode, and we knew this was going to happen because today was a very busy day. <laughs> One man chucked a tantrum and got his way. Another man caved, and a- another man still hasn't got a medal from any of his guests. So, <laughs> thanks, Max. <laughs> thanks a lot. Don't blame me. Perform your... Keep your chin up and do better, <laughs> Max. <laughs> Let me down. 
God damn it. Uh, tomorrow we've got no guests competing, so good luck for that. But we're only like two days away from sport climbing, everybody. Get excited. <laughs> I'm so pumped for that. But tomorrow we uh, do have another pretty busy day when it comes to medals. 22 medals. And we get our first look at track cycling. Get excited. Sprint canoe. Get excited. And artistic swimming hits the pools tomorrow. We're not allowed to call it synchronized swimming anymore. It's politically incorrect. Um... <laughs> Colin, like, in all seriousness, Canada are generally pretty good at, at synchro, artistic swimming, aren't they? I, I would be able to answer that question if I ever bothered to watch it. <laughs> well, I mean, I thought you would when it comes to, like, being a good sport for Canada. Uh, we will definitely be commentating this at some point. I just want to point that out there. Uh, and Australia has qualified, so we've got some swimmers in this, so I'm excited. Um, Jared, I mean, this is up there with rhythmic gymnastics. It's one of your favourites, isn't it? Oh, it is. I mean, they're basically, like, the pinnacle of the Olympics. When you talk about sports being removed and added these two, there's no way you could ever get rid of them. Let's point this out, Colin. In the history of synchronised slash artistic swimming, Canada is ranked third overall for most medals won. Three gold, what? four silver and a bronze. Only behind the US and Russia. And I'm just going to say this right now. I'm going to stand up for men right now on this. We talk about equality at the Olympics. It's great. We've gotten these great new women's events. We've gotten, you know, mixed gender events. Fantastic. I'm all for equality. I called out the sexism of softball not having a men's competition. Well, I'm calling out the sexism of artistic swimming. Where is the men's you know artistic what? swimming? We are the team. We're putting yes. together a team right now. 100%. I'm, I'm on board. Uh, the great nation with- of... OTP. Well, we're going for the duet, and Colin, you're outvoted. It's Jared and I. (laughs) (laughs) I think we're about five short for the team, so we're one too many for the duet. So go away, Colin Hilding, with your honey nut bowl of penny oats. I'd eat a bowl of penny oats. Penny, well, that sounds wrong, but right at the same time. I'd also eat a bowl of Andre de Grasse's. I would be an equal opportunity. I've already polished off the box. It's empty. I, I, I'm really actually sad that I didn't buy some of them last year. I saw them I, and I, I didn't wonder, buy them. I, I keep forgetting to do this the second day I've had them down there, but I want to read really quickly. They give them like a couple of questions on the back of these. And this is new. This isn't like the, the ones last year. These are all based on the last year. Uh, and I really like Andre Degas. There's a thing in here called a cheer card, which uh, I don't think they offer anymore because the Olympics have started. But based on last year, there's a little card you could write a message and mail it to the athletes. And I guess they actually did read these or some of them did. Uh, but the question was, how did it feel to get a cheer card? And Andre's answer was, it's an amazing feeling to get something in the mail. And it's not a bill. I get messages <laughs> on social media, but now I'm actually getting someone to write to me and put it in their own words. It feels amazing to take five to 10 minutes out of my day to read about how ins- I inspire them. I can't wait to actually get them going into the Olympics. That's definitely going to fuel me up. We need to write a cheer card to the man. Well, I also love that your internet's finally starting to die. We haven't done our Sobeys right Your message. internet's decided to die. <laughs> well, it's all yours, Colin. You're outvoted. Jared's fine. Um, we, we didn't do a cheer thing. But I actually, one thing, I'm glad you mentioned about reading around a thing. I should have been really digging more into our Aussie Heroes Woolworths book here because it's actually quite fascinating when you read it. I mean, I never would have known before these Olympics that Andrew Hoy's favourite vegetable was a tomato, uh, which is not, a, a, of course, a, a vegetable. It's a freaking fruit. Good on you, Woolworths. Um, so, I mean, the things you learn. And Georgia Godwin, our uh, gymnast, her favourite vegetable is a carrot. So, I mean, <laughs> did you know that, Jared? Channel 7 doesn't tell not. you that. Wow, the mind boggles. <laughs> I mean, look at the, the skills that Woolworths have gone in here. The only time we've ever competed in handball was in Sydney when we automatically qualify with a, the home team. Our two esteemed handball players, Raylene Bolton and Lee Schofield, 
I mean, I never knew that Lee Schofield's favourite vegetable was lettuce. Um, and, and Raylene, I don't even know what that is a picture of. What is that a picture of? I think there's a, there's a key in the back here, so I can tell you that Raylene's favourite ve- Oh, it's it's oh fruit and vegetable, sorry. Uh, her favourite fruit is a mango. <laughs> I'm so... I mean, look, there's McChloe. McChloe's empty. I don't have a head on Chloe, so I can't tell you what Chloe's favourite fruit and vegetable is. Bugger you, Woolworths. Have you got the album yet, Jared? I haven't, and I haven't picked up a Chloe either, so I'm disappointed. Oh. Well, here you go. Okay, Steve Hooker, our legendary 2008 pole, pole vault Olympic champion, the ranger himself. His favourite vegetable, cauliflower. So um, just like his hair, it shows in the wind. right. Yeah, farts smell like that. Um, what a day. What a day. It started off with records. We had an Italian winning the 100 metres. And they're showing the French protest on TV. Colin, watch. I got to see this. Watch this guy go off literally on TV right now. He grabs the camera. Look at this guy. He's ah. just coming after you. This is what's happening. He's sitting on the mat. He's having a let me ask. But let me ask you this question, Ben, if you had any doubts. Has he ever liked one of our posts? And what are the odds Penny's going to like another post of ours? Very good now. See, had you used that argument 20 minutes ago, I probably would have been on board. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) look at him. him. I wanted... The worst thing I saw when I was... What's the matchup? Who's he against? Because i got to find this later. Fraser Clark. Uh, Who doesn't want to headbutt a Brit every now and then? (laughs) (laughs) Every now and then. I could tell you every single day after this year. But I, I... I the worst I saw at the Commonwealth Games was um I I I can't remember what country he was from but like he literally came into the the media pit and somebody like asked him a question because you could tell he was angry and at the top of his lungs he starts shouting it's bullshit it's fucking bullshit I was fucking robbed it was fucking bullshit and he storms off <laughs> and then I had a I think he was a Fijian boxer basically grab a bottle of water and throw it at the wall. And I didn't even realise that it, like, missed my head by, a, like, a millimetre and he stormed off. And I was just like, I couldn't even react. I was like, what? And then, like, everyone came over. You okay, man? You okay? I'm like, yeah, what just happened? And they're like, he was angry that he lost. So he's like, and maybe, lucky a water bottle, I didn't get punched in the face. But, like, I mean, that was the worst I saw at boxing. So I wanted the, the protest. Anyway, um, like us on Facebook. Like us if you're Penny Alexiak or a Sam Marinan shooter or Kyle Chalmers, the esteemed likes of uh, Olympians that have liked us so far. Max was messaging us during the No wonder you didn't do well, Max. Get off Instagram. All right? He was watching our commentary saying it was great. I appreciate it, Max, but you're at the Olympics. Like, stop messaging random Australian podcasts that you didn't even probably remember you were on. Um, we'll be back tomorrow. Uh, do all the social media stuff, subscribe. Send Colin a box of tissues. I think he needs it. Someone call the ambulance. Someone's crying on the course. Colin, thank you for joining us. <laughs> and thank you, Penny Alexiak, Athlete of the Day. And Jared, uh, I'm disappointed in you, but thank you for joining us. No problem. I'm kind of tempted to uh, to switch back, uh, just to end the episode. Do it, but do, I it. do it, do it, do <laughs> it! Come on, Jared. Come to the dark side. We've got candy. The allure of the cereal is just, it's too much. I mean, <laughs> I will send it. You think I'm joking? I will send it. He will. Uh, he will. Uh, thanks, everyone, for joining us. We'll speak to you tomorrow. Good night. Turning Japanese, I think I'm turning Japanese.